1: This week in league, Isaac Luke in massive doubt for Sunday's clash with the Broncos following his devastating concussion. Benji gets fitted for his new away strip, a Guantanamo orange jumpsuit. Chris Walker finishes his match against the Twitter Army with a missed tackle count of infinity.
2: And we'll preview all of the action for round 25 of NRL season 2011. All that and more,
1: this week in league. Welcome to episode 62 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Housekeeping. First thing, only thing on my list actually this evening, got a competition and it's not the uh, last competition, we've got a new competition and uh, this one revolves around the uh, NRL fantasy competition... Supercoach. Um, the Super Coach competition that has been released for the finals. Uh just quickly it's a it's a new format. You only pick seven players in your squad. You've got a salary cap of one point four million. And given that the teams in the finals change each week, you have to change your squad each week. And I think there's unlimited trades and everything like that. So you can pretty much just swap seven out at a time. And uh the difference between uh well given it's only four weeks, there's no head to head. It's all just, you know, ranking based on the amount of points you get. And that means that the competition you can have they say unlimited, but I think it's like ten thousand entrants in a competition. So we announced this last How week. How do you reckon
2: we will go? You reckon we'll get in under the ten thousand, or we might have to start two comps.
1: We may have to start two comps, but um, <laughs> you, you never know. Um, at the moment, I think you know we only announced a kind of a soft launch when when they launched it, like I think Thursday or Friday, yep. whenever it came last out, week, yep. yeah, last week. And uh, I think it's about fifty people in there at the moment have signed up already. So um, not too bad. One of them is not me. You haven't signed up yet? Not yet. How rude is that? Yeah, well... By the time you listen to this, I'll be in there. And uh, I have to say, the competition... Well, we're calling the competition the Jabra NRL Finals Fantasy Competition.
2: Not because we just like to make up funny words.
1: No, no. uh, Jabra is, in fact, a sponsor who's come on board and uh, sought us out, actually, to... uh, look at promoting one of their new products um, that hasn't even come out yet. It will be out probably by the time the competition starts. It'll be out because I think it's um, due for release coming soon. I think it's early September when they're coming out. And Jabra are a company that um, manufacture things like um, like audio products, um, headphones, stuff like that. And the product that, especially that uh, they're sponsoring us uh, f- for this competition with is a uh, wireless headset. Um, basically for uh connects by Bluetooth um yep. to your smartphone. And
2: Specifically designed for uh active podcast listeners on the go.
1: Exactly. So what you basically the idea is running to the footy, streaking maybe? Well streaking, you know, technically you're supposed to be nude, so Oh, does that count? If you
2: if we, you're not wearing any clothes, but you've got a jabra sport. Where do you does stick the, where do you stick your iPhone? Well, I I've got a couple of spots. But um, yeah, I know where Matt Hilder will put his. <laughs>
1: um, the lovely people at Jabra, his massive gash. Yeah, Matt Hilder, he's got he's got uh, three spots he could put his, I suppose. <laughs> um, but uh, Jabra, they've come to the party and uh, they've given us a number of these uh, Jabra Sports uh, Bluetooth headsets. They're worth 150 bucks each, so we can safely say that this competition has a prize pool of 1,500 bucks, which is definitely the most. The, the richest most competition, lucrative the most competition lucrative.
2: we've ever run, exactly, exactly. Um, possibly by about fourteen hundred and ninety five dollars,
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the way it's going to work is this obviously, the competition, uh, the, the finals, uh, there's obviously four weeks of finals action, um, which means that competition is going to be lasting, guess what, four weeks. So, what we're going to do is the person who gets the highest score in the competition each week is going to walk away with one of these Jabra sports or run away. Yeah, you know, walk away. Designed run away. for active
2: people. You don't want to just like be a sloth, and walk away whilst listening to your Jabra Sport. Well, you know, it's, you it's want to like, run, you hey, want to streak, you want to get away fast.
1: The important part is no wires. I mean, I know the biggest issue that I have when I'm running, apart from being shit at it, is um, <laughs> is the, the, finding somewhere like you know you need to have your you know your, your iPhone or whatever in you know one of those armband things. And iPhones, I mean, you know they're great and they've got great functionality and they've got great apps and everything for the the running, but they're still pretty big. I mean, it's not yeah. like the old, you know, like with a Nano where, you know, it weighs nothing. I mean, you've got this iPhone on your arm and then you've got, a, you know, you've got this, this, the cord coiled up, you know, under your sleeve or whatever and then up, you know, up the neck of your shirt and, you Jesus, know. Jesus,
2: do you get all that trouble?
1: Yeah, well, because if you've got it hanging around, it just, get, it just it gets annoying and you start thinking about it and you accidentally bump it with your arm and rip it out of your ears and, yeah. you know, it's a pain in the ass. So anyway, these It's hard guys, enough
2: when I go for a walk with a dog and I've got my weight vest on. Yeah. And I generally put, either stick it into the side pocket of the weight vest. but because the weight, obviously, the, where the weights are, are situated right either side of the pocket, so if yeah. you sort of, it sort of bumps it yeah. as the weights sort of move, yeah. bumps it and shuffles. I'm like, oh, man, oh, really? I
1: hate that. <laughs> so anyway, this will solve the issue, I'd imagine. I mean, I can't, uh, I can't wait to actually, you know, take one of these out for a test drive, which we will be doing um, over the next couple of weeks. So we'll be able to give you a full review on how they go. Let's but make a video. Why not? Why not? Now. To enter the competition, uh, obviously everyone knows where you know how to get to SuperCoach and you know, put the code number in, etc. I've made a short URL that links directly to our competition, so I make it easy for you to sign up. Basically, you go to http://bitly.bit.ly/forward slash Twill Fantasy. T W I L Fantasy. No, that is not a picture of Glenn's arse. It's actually the log- <laughs> the login page for SuperCoach, for the competition, uh, for the Jabra NRL finals fantasy competition.
2: But if you would like a signed picture of my ass, let me know.
1: Just no, that, that has nothing to do with this competition. And uh, we'll, I didn't we'll say this... it had anything to do with the competition. I'm <laughs> saying it's out there if you want one. Um, I'll hook you up. And so, yeah, basically, uh, over the weeks of the, the NRL finals se- series, uh, we're going to be giving one away to the per- to the person who gets the highest score each week. And we're also going to select a random winner from the total pool of contestants each week so there's going to be two of these up for grabs each week 150 bucks value a piece um why not go for it it's easy to enter it's easy to play the whole supercoach thing just pick Corey parker and six other gronks and um
2: <laughs> at least for the first week until the broncos get knocked out <laughs> exactly i think it's fantastic we've got another sponsor on board yeah you know we love our punt club boys but uh it's always nice when other people s- seek us out and um Want to give us free stuff and uh, think that we've got enough to say that people might listen to us enough to buy their products, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and actually whoever the listener was who um put the lovely people at Jabra onto us, then uh good job. Kudos to you. Because uh they,
2: picture of my ass coming your way.
1: They uh they did it, they approached us and uh said we came highly recommended. So um thank you and uh hopefully you're lucky enough to win one of them. Or not. Or not. Yeah, you have, but be it'd be, you have a heartfelt thanks from us, nonetheless. Yeah, you have to be good at supercoach to win, <laughs> and obviously, you know, family, family of of you and I are not eligible to win because we I mean, we dominate. <laughs> <laughs> First story. Is Robert Louie looking to head to the Cowboys? No. Nope. West Tigers halfback Robert Louis is in line to become the latest player squeezed out of Concord after being linked to a return home to the North Queensland Cowboys. Despite being on a contract worth two hundred grand for next season, the West Tigers are considering releasing Louis as they continue to restructure their playing roster. The Louis development comes two months after the Tigers were forced to confront major internal issues when a number of senior players were told they are free to look for alternative clubs in 2012. Senior players Chris Hyington, Bo Ryan and Liam Fulton were all tapped on the shoulder before sorting things out to remain at the Tigers, while utility back Tim Maltzen to the Dragons, props Andrew Fafida and Bryce Gibbs to Cronulla and fullback Wade McKinnon to Hull were allowed to leave. Um, What does it say? Stephen Humphreys. As he, does for, as he did for all seven or eight of those players we mentioned above. He tried to hose down talks of Louis leaving, but the move has been discussed. He's under contract for next year, and that's what we expect to be honoured, Humphrey said. There's been no official conversations, and I don't think it's going to happen. Born in Townsville, Louis and his partner, Talia Bacco both have family in the region, and the possibility of moving back home has been on the halfbacks' radar since the Tigers and Cowboys clashed in Townsville in round 19.
2: He's not going anywhere.
1: What makes you say that?
2: Um, Tim Moulton's not going to be there. So it was either Maltz or Louie that's going to play halfback for the Tigers. And they they laid their cards on the table when they named Louie at halfback last season and played him there the whole year.
1: What about the youngsters that are coming up?
2: Well, you've got Curtis Siernan, who's a 5'8". Yep. And I just I don't know that he's ready, and I don't know that he's a halfback.
1: Well, no, Good who's ball it?
2: player, strong, big tall kid. But really do we want to start the progression, you know, the, the development of a young player again that comes through the 20s much like we did with Louis? Can't see that happening. Not with the side that the Tigers have built yeah, oh, I mean, the, after we win well, the comp the, the, next year, the, the, we might the, have the, the don't, don't talk over
1: me. The side that they build is leaving. We go no through this every week. Don't talk. Well, you're, gonna, you're starting to say bullshit about fucking Tigers winning the comp next year, and we always. No, uh, I
2: was starting to talk bullshit about the Tigers winning the comp this year. You said next year. No, I said after we win the comp this year. Next, next year. Next year we might have, you know, like some bit of time of our sleeve to bloody youngster.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you don't have the depth of blood bloody youngster, given that you're going to have uh, Joel Reddy in the centres and uh back up and. Matthew, He's purely a backup. Matthew, and uh, Matthew when, Bell. When There's Blake these Ashford guys.
2: and Chris Lawrence are the New South Wales centres, we're going to need someone to step in there.
1: <laughs> yeah good Let's see if Chris Lawrence can stay on the field for more than three games, Betty White. <laughs> um, lucky Ashford doesn't have any injuries, or else we could call him B. Arthur. <laughs> The day the day he gets injured. Thank you
2: for being a friend.
1: Because Lottie Lottie De Kery is a, is a, yeah Estelle Getty. <laughs> oh,
2: he's far too tall to yeah, be Estelle.
1: But he's far more he's far more injury prone. So I, I I dare say he's the old woman of the of the girls gang. <laughs> well, he's the older statesman. Exactly. So he's he's yeah, Estelle Getty. So um, he's
2: Blanche Devereux then?
1: I, don't know, I guess I'm just trying to think of the Tigers. Who likes it? to root? Well, Benji, I suppose. <laughs> Right, Jeez, yeah. if he had the injury problems he did a couple of years ago, that would be the Golden <laughs> Girls. <laughs> the Independent Commission has met for the first time ever.
2: Did we finish talking about Robert Louis?
1: I don't care where he's going. He's not
2: going to go to Townsville.
1: I don't care where he goes. You say he's not where's going. Where's he going to
2: play? If he with. If he goes to the Cowboys, where's he going to play?
1: I don't know. I'm not going to play halfback. Well, perhaps it's all part of the Queensland origin progression. And then, you know, he plays halfback at the Cowboys. Thurston moves to five-eighth. Thurston then moves to five-eighth For Queensland, Cooper Cronk, or more likely, Daly Cherry Evans goes into 7. Or Robert Louis. Well, no.
2: It's a natural. you got the combination. I'll see what they're coming up with.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the North Queensland Cowboys are going to provide the Queensland state of origin halves. <laughs> yeah. You
2: heard it here first.
1: All right. The Independent Commission has met for the first time. The minds that will shape the future of the NRL came together for the first time on Tuesday as the incoming Independent Commission held their first meeting. Seven of the eight commissioners met at NRL headquarters in Sydney to be briefed on the state of the game. And they're going to be pushing for the plans to have the changeover complete by November the 1st. The new Field commission... Guild
2: wasn't there drawing an abstract drawing, saucy
1: No, no. Um, but he's not on the Independent Commission. No, I realise that. So he doesn't need to be there doodling.
2: But he might feel that he should be. You know what Gus is like.
1: Well, you know he might have just stormed in there. He could have been. He could have been on there, but he chose to take. You know, I guess he chose to take the role with uh, the Panthers. Who stole my just for men, you bastards? <laughs> Someone certainly <laughs> did. Uh, and uh, what are we saying? NRL chief executive David Gallup said he expected the commission's impact to be virtually instant and it was confident it would inherit a healthy product. We're going to collapse three boards that are currently in place and replace them with one, Gallup said on Tuesday. That's a big step, and you'll see an impact from almost immediately. It's a unique and exciting change for the game. It's been in the pipeline for a long time. I remember, it's been a long time. I remember we were talking about it potentially coming in like kind of,
2: November last
1: year. Yeah, like November last year. I mean, we're sort of, it's going to be, oh, in you know, a couple of weeks, you know, it's on track for November. Yeah, but the only thing they didn't say was it was November 2011, <laughs> no, not November 2020. And it hasn't
2: happened yet. Yeah. So let's not get, uh, you know, let's not think it's set in stone just True.
1: yet. True. Well, the commissioners have been chosen. I mean, there has been progress on that front. Oh, definitely. Gallup said there are about 20 issues to resolve before the commission could officially take control. And while he was keen to label November 1 as a goal rather than a deadline, Grant said all the focus was ensuring that date was met. So, at the moment, they're just working you know, working on uh, building relationships with the actual guys because, you know, most of them have never actually met each other before. Mm. But after that, I guess it's down to the hard work and presumably the renewal of the rights, for the television rights for the game. Yeah, well, really pressing I,
2: I think that's a, a fairly good litmus test for <laughs> how they're going to hit the ground running, so to speak. Uh, that's a pretty big task first up for yep. a bunch of people that don't know much about each other and they've got to work together and and um formulate a plan that's going to take the game forward for the next 5 5 years. Yeah. TV
1: rights? Uh well, I guess it depends. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, 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 that that's or probably at least up five for grabs. Years. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably up for grabs in the deal as well and you know, maybe you know more deals, more years for a more lucrative deal, you know. Yeah, sure. Maybe maybe the you know, that might be the tiebreaker with networks too. I mean, someone might come to the party with a longer deal. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm.
2: I just hope that the NRL, as a whole, with the Independent Commission now, stops looking at itself like a an inferior party in a lot of ways. I think sometimes we've been undersold as a game, and I definitely. Hope. I think they're the, the best product as far as the Australian sporting landscape goes, and um, they should be re- rewarded accordingly by this new TV rights deal. The players should then, in turn, be rewarded. Um, in turn from that and you know that's that's basically the foundation is, is f- that the game will grow from uh, as a spectacle yep. the players earning more will, will keep the best players in our game and then down from there you need the, the cash filtering through to the grassroots and, and into the country where there's the game's struggling at the moment um, you've got the AFL battle with Western Sydney that everyone's bleeding on about there's a lot of work to do Mm-hmm. And these guys are going to have their work cut out for them. So I hope they're prepared. But I think the the commission's been chosen fairly well. There's a lot of different people from a lot of different um, business aspects and sporting aspects
1: yep. as well. And, and it's actually like you know they're, they're they're proper businessmen on the on there as well, which is always an improvement over you know the the general vibe the the way that people are selected for positions in rugby league are generally I think part of the reason bought know, jobs for the boys kind of yeah, thing. yeah,
2: I think that's part of the reason why rugby league has probably hasn't progressed as quickly as what we as fans would like to see, certainly since the super league thing yep um is because there has always been this stuffy old boy's sort of feel about it and and it's nice to to get a bit of a broom through the place and have this commission with uh, a lot of new new ideas and new people with um you know independent thought processes and from different walks of life. So uh I'm really looking forward to it and I, I hope that their their faces are, are out there and, and the public face of our game and pushing it forward. So I'm looking forward to see how they how they do their job.
1: I agree. Next story. Benji has his day in court. Uh we know the story happened in the pre season. Benji, uh, allegedly, at McDonald's, had an altercation with a gentleman, said gentleman, got smacked in the face, split lip. No gentleman. It's come, no to, gentleman. it's come to court. Now, Solomon Namie is the name of the fellow who is the victim of this heinous crime, and he said he'd been with his friends at a McDonald's restaurant on George Street in Sydney CBD in the early hours of March 5 this year. After a while, he heard someone say, Benji's outside, and he knew this to mean the football player, as one of his friends was a West Tiger supporter. Mr. Naimi was giving evidence on Tuesday in the Downing Centre local court. The West Tigers star and New Zealand captain is charged with assaulting Mr. Naimi, occasioning actual bodily harm. Mr. Naimi said he'd been drinking earlier at the Tank nightclub before going to the fast food outlet. After being told Benji was outside, Mr. Naimi said he went out there with his friends and saw the footballer about five metres away. Mr. Naimi said he called out, Benji, Lockie's better than you. And the footballer asked him what he said. Mr. he said he then repeated his comment and soon after Marshall clenched his fist and took a jab. I felt it on my lower mouth. He said he was stunned and shocked and felt blood on his face. He said he took half a step back and then received a blow from another man which landed on his cheek. People just jumped in to stop the fight, he said. I was in shock that he hit me over something like that. He said he went back into McDonald's and called Triple Zero saying he'd been assaulted by two men, one of whom was a rugby league player. Earlier, a police officer told the court he spoke to Mr. Namy at McDonald's and considered him to be moderately intoxicated. He said Mr. Namey had told him that he had told Marshall, the football player, that lock your shits on you. And that was when Marshall had come over and punched him. The hearing so is continuing. So he's contradicted
2: his own story in the space of bloody two sentences.
1: Well, I mean... It's you not know. exactly what he said, is it? Well, no, but I mean, same diff. Full of holes. Same diff. The story's full of holes. I dare say you're Throw biased. it out of court. Thank God you're not in the jury. I mean, thugs walking... Probably because street- they show up naked. Thugs walking <laughs> our streets. I you mean, know, in this day and age, you can't even go into McDonald's to buy yourself a Happy Meal without getting punched in the face by one of these horrible rugby league players <laughs> who are out of control on the booze. <laughs>
2: Yes, you get a job at the Daily Telegraph.
1: Throw away the key, I say. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> what a load of shit, though. Yeah. Allegedly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, and I can't believe taxpayers' dollars are out there paying people to stand in a courtroom listening to this bullshit, allegedly.
1: Three-day case, though, so I guess he's going to be in there for the rest of the week, and then you know we'll know something probably prior to you the could. football Can't wait to see the
2: headline on the weekend. Benji puts a week of hell behind him. Play a starring role in the West Tigers' forty-point victory over the Gold Coast. Over Titans. the wooden spooners in the tra- in another training run.
1: Could be a it could be a, uh, a headline along the lines of the drama surrounding Benji Marshall you know, derails the West Tigers as they fall to the lowly Titans. Eighty-six. Again, you get a job at the Daily Telegraph. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's going to be a rugby league week headline, mate. There's no Telegraph. <laughs> they don't make up fake scores. Yeah, this is. Uh... I think we can all agree it's bullshit though, right? It's a load of shit,
2: really. Would you would you call Triple O? Well, I thought really, that If was, someone punched you in the mouth... I thought that was least, a life and
1: death emergency. Yeah. And like Benji ain't killing seriously,
2: nobody. I've wanted to punch you in the mouth like plenty of times. but then I think, well, he does feed me and maybe next week he won't feed me. So I better put it, put <laughs> it back feed, in the holster. I'll, I'll
1: feed you a special sauce. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I better put it back in the holster. But let's just say hypothetically that I did punch you in the mouth. Yeah. You, you wouldn't call Triple O after you wake
1: up. I'd call I'd call Triple O for you because your arm would have popped out. And I, mean, I mean, it's life for <laughs> death. I used my I arm, my good arm.
2: <laughs> I just I find that hard to believe that the guy's copped a punch, couple of punches in the face. The fight's broken
1: up, and he's called Triple O. Well, it's King's Cross. I mean, there's cops everywhere. He probably walked outside and just yelled out Triple O. He was at McDonald's. There would have been cops in the fucking line. <laughs> I'd say you know it's it's bullshit. Allegedly, Uh, Benji will probably you know he he might get done for it, but you know he might get you know a couple of thousand dollars fine maybe. Fucking if he gets
2: made to pick up ten papers, (laughs) like at recess. um, there's more there's there's more
1: litter than that line around Campbelltown. Let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) it's a full time job. He may never play football again. (laughs) Exactly, and the final story while we're talking about bullshit, Chris Walker. Chris, well, this is no. There's no allegedly about this. I saw it with my own eyes. Chris Walker is the latest ex-player to make a fuckwit of himself on Twitter. <laughs> allegedly, no, no, allegedly about. It. I saw it. With I my... just like saying it. That oh, could no. be the name of this episode. It, it could be. It could be. Despite the odd mention on, uh... <laughs> well, let's 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 go through the actual story. On Friday night, Storm played Saint George, and Chris Walker, who I'm sure a lot of our listeners follow on Twitter, came out with a cracking tweet. That said, Melbourne and Craig Bellamy have fucked league with the way they employ wrestling moves, grapple, etc. It's not MMA or wrestling; it's rugby league. how hey, was look, the Let tweet. me stop you there. Yep. Didn't he go to Melbourne? Or didn't he trial down there? Or yeah, and the story this story includes nuggets of gold like that. Okay, It, okay, is, okay. it is very funny. Um, so the the this this uh, eventually turned into a brawl with a lot of Melbourne Storm fans just smashing him on Twitter. Uh, listener Roy Sunborg smashing him to the point where <laughs> well he jumped right on him to the point where there was talk of catching up at Brookie on Sunday as to, he does to settle like, to settle the score Roy's
2: one of those people on Twitter where he he just doesn't give a fuck
1: and, he, and, then, and then he took <laughs> he it was, further he, he was
2: smacked down with anyone
1: and then he took it further to say look you know I'm not that great on the knuckle but I've got a bunch of mates who will come with me You are so bring whoever you fucking like I mean it sort of it got to that sort of uh, wow. sort of level I like um, it and uh, so it was very, it was very entertaining to watch. I mean, I loved every minute of it and just the smashing he got as well to the point where people were saying, you know, Chris, just stop. They're not going to stop if you keep, because his comebacks were really lame too, like really lame. Like basically going to things like uh, generally the level of his comebacks were like a fuck your mum kind of level of comebacks. Really? Yeah. He would go there? Yeah. That, that's, that's where he started and that's about, that's about where he stayed. That was about all he's got. Um, he's certainly not, uh, well, he's probably a better tackler than he is a uh, witty tweeter. <laughs> I find uh, if, that's, if that's to give any level of indication um, but the funny thing was the storm off the books a storm insider off the off the record uh, was uh, great it was much more entertaining than Chris Walker was when he said that uh, Chris Walker is not really well liked by a lot of people in our place including the coach the biggest thing that pisses us off is that he wants to get into our tackling technique this coming from a bloke who couldn't tackle <laughs> So, still fire back, and you know how I feel about. Storm. Was that on Twitter, or was that? No, no. This is just. This was actually in a conversation with the reporter. Okay, this, so this, this was their response when asked about the tweeting thing. So, um, yeah, pretty funny. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Chris Walker, uh, covering yourself in glory, mate.
2: I just, I, I don't understand how players, ex-players, current players, um, celebrities, whatever, how,
1: how they engage. Why are they engage? Because they know there's people I mean, with gibberish. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are. Like what, what kind of celebrity? Whether it's um, you know, you could be Oprah Winfrey, or someone who is practically a saint, Mother Teresa, if she were still around, could be on Twitter, and there would be people sending her <laughs> at replies, yeah. and telling her what a fuckwit she was.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: And they and they never learn. They think that they can get into a. You can't win. Engaging with trolls, oh, if you're a celebrity, because ho- you are the you are one of t- Twitter's biggest trolls. Oh, proud of it too. Like I love it. It's like, almost like my second hobby. You should live under a fucking bridge. I should under a Twitter bridge. I should. You're that big a troll. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. I love it. You've even got that stupid look
2: on your yeah, face now, like I'm you're just, thinking just, up some. trollish sort of bullshit. You're
1: making me want to open up Twitter and start trolling people now. That's all. It's fantastic, and but the thing is, this is Troll One Hundred and One always fight your battles upward. Like for me, I'll send a tweet to Chris Walker and I'll call him a fuckwit because, you know, he's the one that's famous. But if he then fights down to me, yeah. he's, the one that lo- he's the one that looks like an he idiot. He can never win. He's like, it's impossible. Um, you fight up, you make a name for yourself. You fight down, you make an asshole yourself. And Chris Walker is uh, the latest guy to learn that the hard yeah. way.
2: Good, good times. Good times. <laughs> but... That up. Uh, Anyway, unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that all unfold, but I've I've been through back through uh, some people's timelines. It's actually quite Got entertaining, I have to say. It's
1: it's it's, it's solid gold. It was it, it certainly provided some entertainment out of that dreadful fucking boring game. Yes. Which it we would, may as well move along to now.
2: It would. <laughs> it would seem so. My goodness, Twitter! I tell you, there's wars breaking out left, right, and centre. Best thing ever invented. <laughs> I imagine whoever solves the Israel-Palestine conflict, move on to Twitter next. After that, Just cause that's, that's your next <laughs> biggest task.
1: <laughs> no, get get Israel and Palestine onto Twitter and let him, <laughs> and let them slam it out. You know, work it work it out on you know in 140 characters or less. I like it. <laughs> Recaps. First game, Friday Night Football. South Sydney Rabbitohs, 26, defeated the North Queensland Cowboys, 24. Great comeback from the still-surging Rabbitohs side, getting over the top of the wasteful Cowboys in Golden Point Extra Time. Rabideau is first on the board through a try from John Sutton before the Cowboys responded through the old firm of Thurston to Bowen to tie it up. South regained the lead via a crossfield bomb from Sandow to Dylan Farrell who batted the ball back to Pettiborne to score the try. Tarek Sims ensured the sides would go to the break on level terms when he crashed over the line on his very first touch of the ball. Cowboys, they came out the better in the second half, capitalising on Souths' mistakes to take a seemingly match-winning lead through tries to Bowen and Willie Tonga in the 60th and 64th minutes. South weren't done though and pulled within six points through a try to Roberts with only seven minutes to go and then with only three minutes remaining an intercept from Thurston saw the Rabideaus an intercept of a Thurston pass from Sandow saw the Rabidos attacking from great field position and with the Cowboys defense never recovering McQueen scored on the opposite corner Sandow added the extras from way out wide and were off to golden point extra time the Cowboys they had the chance to win the game only two minutes into extra time Matty Bowen's field goal attempt bouncing off the upright before a controversial penalty to South in good field position gave Sandow a simple shot at goal and a two point win to the bunnies.
2: What do you think on about Arrow's hit?
1: Well, there's no doubt about it that he touched him and made contact with the head. Therefore, a penalty, the penalty was justified. Therefore, the result, you know, the controversy of the tackle has has no bearing on the result in my mind. However, there is no doubt in my mind that <laughs> Isaac Luke stayed down like a cat, dived it like he was a Robbie Farrer. Put a pirouette or in Steve there. Steve yeah. Put a pirouette. Oh, Matai's never taken a dive in his life. he's he fucking it, dive every week, but a, anyway. We're not know, talking about Steve Matai. clearly I'm haven't watched any games this, that games this year then, clearly, because Matai, the whole Matai minutes thing that o Errol started, rarely, he rarely has a winner because it never happens. He knows, doesn't even clutch oh his neck gosh. anymore. Now, this one, on, you, so you can clearly ignorant. see he goes it's into amazing. the tackle, he gets brushed on the face to whatever degree of contact, there was definitely contact. He tur- his eyes were fine. He turns around and then he's had enough time to think about it. This has all taken place over a period of about a second. And then as he starts, he- as he knows he's heading face down. I think the- Luke's mind works that fast. Yeah. And as he turned around and righted himself and it was on his way to the ground and knew where he was, then he shut his eyes and did the whole, oh, he wasn't out cold because his head didn't bounce off the ground. He had the, for- He when he was unconscious, in quotes, I'm doing quote fingers.
2: Had the foresight to put his arm to out. To put so his arm
1: out so his head wouldn't would bounce, you know, straight off the ground. And there's no... I mean, was there contact? Absolutely yes. Was he knocked out? Absolutely no. And no. there's fucking nobody on this earth that can convince me of otherwise.
2: I think there wasn't... It wasn't much in it, but I think it was a bit harder than what people are making it out to be. Like, people saying <laughs> it was a brush, it was a graze. Yeah, it was. He clipped
1: him. Well, a clip, a graze, potato, potato. <laughs> I think... Uh, but, a, ca- a caress, you could also say.
2: As you say. There was... A stroke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a fondle.
2: Okay. Are you finished? You got any more? Yeah, I got no more. Yeah, cool. But there, was definitely, there was definitely contact with the head and the referees can only police the rules that are set out and that's all we ever really ask. Whether those rules are, are, are crap at times and require more discretion at the hands of the referee is a debate for another day. But to the letter of the law... There's contact with the head. Mm-hmm. It's a penalty. Yeah. Unfortunately, you could probably go through that game and every other game played this weekend and every other weekend. There's a million such contacts. When you have exactly that. and In minute two of the game. Exactly. And one of my bugbears at the moment is everyone wants to hate on Melbourne for the grapple tackle. Yeah. But how many times do you see every team with their, you know, their bicep around the guy's chin? Yeah, yeah. Every single team does it. Yep. Yet when Melbourne does it, I guarantee you that the refs looking at it going, like looking at it with a, a far more critical eye
1: than if. Yeah, but these does it. things. I mean, you see those tackles; they never get called this year.
2: It's very, it's very rare. I think Melbourne's probably going to get called like once before a, anyone else. Once a round, if yeah.
1: That if that.
2: But it happens every game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Everyone's doing it. Unfortunately, you know. The Cowboys have lost this game, and it was probably a game that should never put themselves in a position to lose. Yep. And they've got to put their hands up and say, "Yeah, well, it's come down to a crap call yep. and and a penalty goal in golden point when we had a twelve point lead that we should close the game out." We're a top four, so we should exactly. be better than that.
1: I mean, th- three minutes to go, Thurston could have always been putting the ball into touch or putting a grubber into the in goal rather than trying to you know cut out pass the freaking on. ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> throwing throwing a cut out pass, which was. Um, odds-on to be an intercept all It was, so, it was
1: so telegraphed, he fucking yeah. sent him a postcard three weeks ago telling him he was going to do it. <laughs> Honestly.
2: So, and I think Luke's effort was pretty poor, but he said himself that his teammates were telling him to stay down. Okay. And that's in- indicative of the Rabidos just being in an absolute win-at-all-costs mind frame at the moment. And
1: Well, th- yeah, I mean... Like, I don't
2: necessarily agree with it, but I guess if the Tigers are in that position... You'd take a win no matter how, and it the comes Tigers right.
1: would especially if it was their hooker. I mean, shit, he wouldn't even need the contact to stay down. I mean, fucking breathe on him. We're well, gonna stay bring a on... bullshit. <laughs> I just, just, it's just a pattern of behaviour, Your Honour. Um, and speaking yeah, of pattern of behaviour, there's also the incident where Thurston was hit by Luke and stayed down last year, and Luke got a week suspension for it. Well, Luke brought that up today. In yeah. The, in the paper, so, <laughs> so I mean, like you know. And and at that time, Neil Henry was saying, "Oh, you know, I'd be, I was, you know, be telling Thurston to stay down, mm. and you know, but he's so tough, he'd he'd just get straight back up again." That was the story back then. And I mean, uh, you know, I can't I can't complain. I was, I was watched the press conference with Henry, and I can't really. He he made a lot of valid points about a lot of the tries at South court, as far as like you know, offside players, and is like especially where there was one off the kick, where there were a couple of players offside from the kick who. Came much closer than mm. ten meters from the play when the try was actually scored. Stuff like that was clamped down on, you know, months ago, and it was, it was instant penalties. There were a lot. Of, he had had a lot of valid complaints. It's but, like
2: we've said yeah. numerous times, <clears throat> most of last season and again this season. All we want out of our referees is common sense and consistency, and
1: they can only manage consistency from round to round. Like they'll say, this week we're policing holding down in the ruck. And so there'll be a truckload of penalties on Friday night football and people wake up themselves and then they peter off through the week because everyone's like, okay, fuck, we can't do that. Yeah. Next week they're policing something different entirely. Mm. So people can just lie all over them in the ruck and then it's the other thing they've got to, I mean.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a bit like when the police have a crackdown on seatbelts. Yeah. yeah. So you can be as pissed as you want and drive as fucking fast as you want as long as you got your seatbelt on. Yeah. You know, it's 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 very frustrating and it's that consistency which leads to results like this. Um, and, you know, it could have, could well and truly cost the Cowboys a top four spot. Absolutely. And it could get the Rabbitohs into the finals. And yeah, these are the stakes that we're playing with at this stage of the season. Yep. So, um, Much has been said and written about Sandow, and he's been much blind, certainly, by this show and, and numerous other people via Twitter and other mediums. But um, his intercept, the conversion from the sideline, and then the
1: penalty goal, yep.
2: clutch moments in the same game. Yep. You can't ask for much more from your halfback.
1: Well, even he said, did you see the interview with him he, um, after the match? And he said that um, he's 24-12, he's like, oh, the match is gone. And he dropped it. And it was actually the teammates were like, no, we can still get it. Yeah. He'd kind of given it up. Really? And, yeah. And then his teammates were like, no, we can, you know. I did not hear that. And he, and he credited them with them with it more, really, because he, he'd he kind of thought, yeah. Kudos we lose to him because
2: I wouldn't pick him to be that type of bloke. I would have thought he he wouldn't mind a bit of glory, glory himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that game's all on the Cowboys. They let the game slip despite facing the Bunnies, who were short. Merritt, who got ruled out in the warm-up. Yeah. And Inglis, who was a, scra- a, a scratching earlier in the night. And they had a 12-point lead that they let slip. So none of those are good signs.
1: No. Cowboys, they can't win with Thurston. Might have to hook him. <laughs> <laughs> Replace him with Robert Louis, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Over to Twitter. First comment, at Mr. Underscore Wars. Isaac Luke, diving. Cost me $150. I have so much hatred in my soul for that cunt heart, I would give my left testicle to see him cut deep. <laughs> Money makes people say harsh things. <laughs> it sure does. Ricky T. You might have
2: been going out to buy another mustard cardigan.
1: Yeah, or some aubergine pants. <laughs> Ricky T87, wow, surprisingly a cracker of a game. Sandow was strong at the death, nerves of steel. Fat touchy, fucking useless as usual. (laughs) Michael Darren 79, so I'm guessing Isaac Luke could be missing next week due to the concussion rule. I agree, Michael, that's very good. A cowboy fan, John 2900, you know when Ron Burgundy's dog gets booted off a bridge and he goes on an emotional bender? That's me right now. And Given you've never seen any movie, you wouldn't know what that was supposed to be, do. You? I've never seen any movie. That's, that's Anchorman. Have you seen Anchorman? No. Fucking hell. Seriously, listeners, this happens every here week. We usually, usually off off uh, off air, we 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 speak about, and I'll I'll do a reference to make a joke using a line out of movie, and we have got Glaze face over here next to me. I think that shit was fucking solid gold, man. What the fuck. And it turns out he hasn't seen the movie. And we went on a streak tonight of about three movies, including The Castle, stuff like Pop Fiction. I can't make a reference to any fucking movie because you <laughs> haven't seen any of them. And I just pulled out, I just did a pull on Anchorman and you no, you haven't seen Anchor. Oh, God, I don't have to make you a mixed DVD. I don't have time. I just don't have time to watch movies all the time. <laughs> you don't I'm have to watch busy. them all. Just, hey, one a year for the last 15 years would get you <laughs> home on the ones I mentioned. Fuck. And finally, Tad Pike, our favourite New South supporting listener. Oh, the glory. Lightning, thunder, rain, and bad acting can't keep South down. Jesus, they make it difficult to be a fucking fan.
2: <laughs> he's, he's I very... like that guy. I like I'd him. like to he's... have a beer with him, as long as he bought it. Yeah, I agree. So He'll probably uh, have to busk out the front of the pub for a while to save up the money. Yeah,
1: so, so Tad Pike will be down for the grand final, mate. So uh, there you go. The offer's on the table. Start saving. Start saving. I mean, of course, your team won't be there, but you know that's fine. You can still enjoy your day watching Manly win. Wear your jersey. Next game, Friday Night Football, Melbourne Storm 8 defeated St. George Illawarra Dragons 6 in a contender for Vuvuzela of the Week.
0: Really? Has to
1: be said. Oh, fucking oath. Disagree. Big crowd on hand for this one, almost 25,000 people. Very simple game to recap as far as scoring and action was concerned. The Dragons scored their only points of the game, 17 minutes in via a try to Kyle Stanley off a blatant forward pass from Darius Boyd. <laughs> Following the conversion, it was 6 0 to the Dragons. Anthony Quinn replied for the Storm in the 25th minute, and Smith made, made no mistake with the extras, tying it at 6. Right on the stroke of half time, we concluded our scoring for this one with the Storm taking a simple shot at goal from a penalty and gave themselves a two point lead going into Oranges. That was it for scoring. Dragons threw nothing at the Storm in attack. And a Kronkler's Storm not really offering much in return. Storm won
2: 8-6. We didn't mention Bronx Goodwin. Sorry, Bronx Goodwin's injury.
1: Unfortunate broken leg. Broken leg, was it? That's what I saw. Is that, isn't that what it was? Oh, I thought it was his knee. Oh, maybe it was his knee. Where did I get broken leg from? Someone else broke their leg this week? I had broken leg on the mind. Really? Maybe it was. Maybe, I mean, it was, yeah. maybe you
2: heard right. Yeah. Um. When they flashed at Bennett in the in the coach's box, I'm no lip reader, but I'm sure he said something along the lines of "I told him to strap it." Like, oh really? I told him to strap it. I'm sure that's because the boys. Were, I was watching the game with a couple of boys, and um, they pointed it out, and, and yeah. I was like, wow. I wonder. Like, obviously he he's he's like that fatherly sort of influence over these bikes. Yeah, you can imagine him going. You know, your knees probably not. You know, you're only just slowly making your way back. Strap your knee. So
1: he wasn't. So so it wasn't like uh, you know you didn't mistake the you know the lips for like strap with like you know cap or something like that.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't stretch it off. Yeah. You're a harsh man. You're a harsh
1: man. I'm not saying it. I'm saying I'm saying Bennett said it. I don't believe it at all. I, th- I, I think he's I think he's a, he's a he's a great Aussie little battler, battler trying to make his way in in a tough in harsh a, world. In a tough harsh world. <laughs> Stop
2: using my shit, man. <laughs> it was sad to see him get hurt again, though. It's um, it's never good to see a player uh, on any team, be it you know my team or any other, go down hurt like that, and to see him in so much pain it was hard to watch. I know it wasn't the most exciting game, and I know there was certainly um, it, it was void of a lot of of attacking flair, but I still think there were some good signs for the Dragons defensively, um, and some of that comes down to the fact that Cooper Cronk was. I put there most throwing. of it. Most
1: of it. Put most of it to that fact.
2: Well, if you're a Dragons fan, the Dragons are back.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I totally disagree with the Dragons fans that are saying that. Okay. The Storm didn't really throw... They didn't throw anything really at him. I, I think mean, they
2: still had Slater, Smith. I think Widdop had a great game, and he did cut them up a few times.
1: Yeah, they made a couple of breaks. But the, like those breaks, actually, I think, were more um, damning to the Dragons. Because I mean, you never see the Dragons get busted up the middle as many times as they did.
2: mm I think Whittup got him a couple of times out wider, but I just wonder if the Dragons' confidence might be a bit too dented for for any of those positive defensive signs to to have a real impact on the, you know, on the next couple of rounds heading into the finals if they're lucky enough to make it.
1: Well, they're going to make the finals.
2: They could still slide out.
1: I think I think Newcastle losing on Monday night might have might have prevented them from being able to slide out. Yeah.
2: If they don't win another game, South win. Their games and Newcastle win their games. Yeah, but go I think, on.
1: but uh, but South and Newcastle are playing, aren't they? So that's not like one of those teams can't win. Oh, no, they, really? They can't okay. both win. They can't both win two that. more games. Oh well, they're in there. And I think the Dogs are in there playing someone too, aren't they? One of the one of those two as well, aren't they? So not, none of those teams that are chasing can actually win all their games. Like all of them can't win all their games.
2: The only thing I have in the back of my mind as far as the Dragons go is is the 2006 Broncos. If you remember back then, there was a real Stretch late in the season Where the Broncos Couldn't seem to win a game And they couldn't get a thing right Yeah And You know That was the year where Bennett refused to call it a slump And there was a big story in the media And no one wanted to mention the S word Yeah. Yeah And they They seemed to Stumble their way into the finals And then They won a game And they won another game And they won another game And then all of a sudden They're in the grand final Against a storm And they put it all together And they win the comp Yeah there's some similarities there, namely the coach,
1: the coach, yeah, <laughs> and the busted ass side that he coaches.
2: I just, I think they're in a similar spot, and I'm, I'm still, for that reason, I'm not riding the dragons off completely. Although, you can't, you
1: can't ride them off completely because let's face it, they're the same side that was leading the comp halfway through the season.
2: I don't know that anyone's going to want to play them in the finals.
1: Oh, I, I think, I, I think that the um, tigers would be happy to play them.
2: Yeah, but tigers, it doesn't matter who the tigers play, they'll beat them. But no, I'm, I'm thinking, it... like, on the road to the Grand Final, if, if oh, you the were, storm, like, the storm would you be know, happy like, all also runs, like the Warriors or, you know, us or, or the Knights or Manly or whatever that probably would just be happy to be there on the day and don't have any real real hopes of winning the comp. Like... You're
1: a retard. <laughs> Manly would love, love them just to say, okay, we killed the Kings and now we're going to kill the rest of the fucking pretenders We've already on the killed way to the George, title. mate.
2: We already killed them a couple weeks ago
1: kill them in the finals to kill them out of the finals because they got the, the thing about the Dragons you mentioned them slipping out the back but I don't think they will but there's a very real chance that they'll finish 7th or 8th a very big chance they'll finish 7th or 8th and so, I think that's so where so this home final
2: th- bullshit will count against Manly
1: oh yeah but I mean yeah we'll play anywhere
2: your we'll fans won't go and watch you anyway
1: we'll fight them mate 2007 and 2008 grand finals there were 60,000 Manly fans in that fucking stadium 60,000
2: at least did you count? Did you get your abacus out and count them
1: didn't need it didn't need that because you look at the ground and go wow everyone here is a Manly fan and then you go what plus, a sad place that it, would have and been a, and then you go plus or minus you know hospitality staff so you go 60k it's mathematics it's, it's <laughs> simple fucking, math it's, it's simple mathematics I mean, <laughs> it's
2: it's going to take a bit of an epic performance to, to beat the Storm unless the Storm have an off day I think between here and there yeah the Storm platform. were
1: unbeatable in 2008 too Apparently,
2: we know how that worked out. Yeah, how many nil? I can't remember. Can't remember. It's more than
1: thirty-nine. It's, it's, it's somewhere between thirty-nine and forty-one, but I can't remember the exact 4, 4.0. figure. Four point oh nil. Can I go to Twitter now? You have more oh, points please to make.
2: do. Stop talking uh, about forty fucking nil.
1: You brought it up on this occasion, oh, motherfucker. Just, up. Justin Wonder, Nate. When you do the recap for this match, make sure you note at thirty-eight minute, Matt Cooper passed the ball. Incredible stuff. <laughs> It was another
2: couple of opportunities where Matt Cooper was getting hurtled towards the sideline at a rapid rate of knots and hooked the ball in to his poor unsuspecting winger and who just went, oh, now you pass it to me. Yeah, <laughs>
1: uh, we we trained all week and every all the tape I've watched throughout the year, I mean, it never gave me any preparation at all for this eventuality. Freak 09, what a game of footy. Storm just clinical. Dragons look slightly better, but still lacking something. Soward is mentally gone. And that is a point I'd like to make. With the Broncos, when they slump, they were just playing poorly as a team. Soward, though, he looks, fuck, he looks shot. Like, you see, the, 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 all the flack cop through the week about not contesting that bomb um, in the, uh, the game against the Roosters. Once again, he found himself in a position to take a bomb, stopped it in his tracks, stood there and watched it bounce. I think he's he's mentally fucked. He's gone. Confidence is gone. And I mean, you know, he's got it in his game, Benny. And you know, Benny has exhibited this behavior before. Benny's main, you know, main asset as a coach, uh, from what you know, the way that um, players he's previously coached will will say, is that he's a great sort of you know manager of of men, and he actually you know he, he's great at actually managing the people, and the rest sort of just falls into place. Because, but
2: maybe he gets to a point with some blokes where he gets and says.
1: For me to do anything with you Yeah. You've got to you've got to fucking man up. You've got to meet me halfway, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, meet me halfway. And I know it's hard because you're so fucking you're you're, you're a pygmy.
2: Buy yourself but... a ladder
1: and meet me fucking halfway.
2: Get yourself some clogs, some platform shoes, do something, jump really high, a pogo stick, maybe those spring shoes like Mickey Mouse wears. Meet me halfway. For fuck's sake.
1: Yeah, and uh Jamie just doesn't seem to be willing to do that at the moment. At it's... Soul Ranch. Soul Ranch, who I I put out a super coach this week in one of the This Week in League competitions (laughs) by 100 points. Who does uh, co-host a rather
2: entertaining podcast called Two Blokes Talk About Sport. Get on iTunes.
1: Available on iTunes and all good podcast stores. It was a perfect game to watch when all I wanted to do was fall asleep.
2: (laughs) He fucking hates the Dragons, man. Yeah,
1: but I mean, so do I. And I agree with that tweet. (laughs) But he's like... He's militant in his hatred yeah, of the Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Loves it. Uh, I think he just does it to troll certain Dragons fans that are close to him. But um, I think so. Jason G. P.I., Magnum, who I was told via email yesterday from his sister, he and his sister will be up for the Manly game in round 26. Really? So we will be drinking and potentially watching a Manly game with Magnum. Fuck, really? Do you think he'll
2: have a porn star moustache? That's how I imagine him.
1: Well, he's got two weeks to grow one, so we're putting it out there right now, Jason. He's only about fucking 12, isn't he? How's he going to grow a moustache in two weeks? That's the challenge, isn't it? It's out there now. You've laid it down, and his tweet was, I thought it was great that the Dragons made 200 mistakes in tribute to Billy's 200th game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and finally Ricky T87 he's a smart ass. he's going to fit well yeah he's going to be awesome Ricky T87 and yet another loss for the Woeful Dragons not even a well placed Heimlich manoeuvre could stop the rot asphyxiate and die <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a maybe we've got some harsh listeners he, I love he's, it. A, he's an old school Maggie's fan old Ricky T He's the champion is what he is. <laughs> That's it. Next game, uh, Saturday. Gold Coast Titans, 26, defeated the Canberra Raiders, 18. Titans started the game on fire, and although they weren't rewarded with points, they fairly dominated the opening 20 minutes of the game. But it was the Raiders who opened the scoring in the 21st minute through a try to Joel Thompson, 6-0. Titans struck back eight minutes later through Dominic Peru, who scored his first try in the big leagues and gave the Titans a share of the lead at six points all. Right on half time, the Titans took the lead through another rookie first try. This time it was Will Matthews. Presto added the extras, and the Titans went to half time leading 12.6. Baldy Greg, (laughs) it's funny. Nigel Bridgman, who was going to the Manly game, he did ask me if Baldy Greg was attending, and I said yes. Baldy Greg will be sitting with us, so uh, (laughs) he'll be very happy to make your acquaintance again. Where was I? Presto, 12.6 half time, Titans. Titans extended their lead in the 48th minute with a long-range 90-meter try under the post to Meade, 18-6. Seven minutes later, it was Titans again, this time through Steve Michaels, who stole a William Zillman kick from the arms of Blake Ferguson for the try. The Raiders were finally able to respond with 11 minutes left through a try to David Milne, and four minutes later they were in again when David Shillington scored. That was as close as it got, though, and despite mounting somewhat of a comeback and having their chances late in the game, it was Preston Campbell with the final say, slotting a penalty goal right on full time, leaving us with a final scoreline of 26 points to 18.
2: It was a penalty goal to help their for and against?
1: Yes. <laughs> <In> <laughs> to the, get away from the spoon? In the do-or-die battle for the wooden spoon, or for, for not getting the wooden spoon.
2: Round 26, Spoonapalooza.
1: It's going to be Spooner pollution. except something crazy happens. I mean, the Titans beat the Tigers this weekend. You know?
2: They're fucking delusional.
1: I'm not saying they're going to. I said if they do. The
2: Titans will class it a win if they get within 40 of the Tigers. Yeah, well, maybe so. camp Town on a Monday night.
1: Yeah. I remember the last time when the Woodstock, Titans were... Le- bourbon flowing aplenty. Ti- I remember the Tigers were leading the Titans by about 48 points with about three minutes to go earlier in the season and... They somehow managed to find a way to lose it. Yeah, it was one of the nine
2: games we had to lose. Yeah, Todd Payton. To, pa-
1: win, to Todd, be Premiers. Todd Payton inside this time, or is he being rested strategically so he doesn't give the game away again? <laughs> but you digress. He, what are you saying about this game?
2: He's the ultimate warrior, Todd Payton. Is he? He's a warrior. He goes to war every week when he's fit.
1: And sometimes he drops his shield, knocks his shield on, you could say. <laughs> Doesn't play the shield backwards, probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Incorrect, play the shields. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Well, <clears throat> is the Gold Coast injury to the worse in the NRL? It's up there. Canberras probably go close, but. Chooks, Chooks are struggle. they struggle as well, too, don't they? Yeah, but theirs aren't really injuries. Well, you know. Hangovers don't count as injuries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they do when they prevent their players from playing. <laughs> I mean, jeez, Cardi hangover must be I mean, it must be an aneurysm, the amount of games, and Nate Miles as well, the amount of games it's kept them from.
2: I think if you thought of the three worst hit clubs as far as injuries went, you'd have the Gold Case and Canberra in there somewhere. Yep. This was like the Battle of the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you think about the, the plays that were sitting on the sideline, it was a pretty impressive list. Yeah, yeah. When's Dugan back? Is he coming back this year?
1: I don't know, How will, do you, you will, will know. They, He
2: gets named He gets dropped out Will
1: they risk him With a couple of games
2: Well he's got a whole Pre-season to Stitch his calf back up Hasn't
1: he Yeah but I mean They seem to put him back in And it always seems to be A week too soon Because he yeah. injures himself Straight away And he's off again it Or He hasn't t- been makes, named This week either so. He makes two games in a row Then you know I mean He's just He's very very breakable He's fine china
2: Yeah he, That he is But John Cartwright has come out After this game And said that the Titans want to, you know, almost be spoilers, bit of a nuisance factor. Now, starting with the Tigers this weekend, he wants to, if they if they can knock them out of the top eight, they'd love to knock them out of the top eight, which is not going to happen. But Jeez, he wants be f- to be careful.
1: Be funny if it was though, huh? Funny if it happened.
2: It, it wouldn't be funny because you'd fucking get,
1: you'd grab the Stanley knife again.
2: I would. I'd do a proper job this time. We'll just do a little <laughs> scratch, Back that bastard right off. Um. There's no way the Tigers will lose to the Titans now. If ever, though, if ever the Titans were going to be a chance, it would be flying under the radar and coming in and ambushing the Tigers, not puffing their chests up and beating their chests and saying, we can knock you out of the top eight. <laughs> Fuck, please. <laughs> They'll be dragging the
1: This Titans. is not the preview section. This is the, this is the recap section. I'm tell just them, saying. Tell us about this game. He's beaten Canberra. Get off the mountain, Moses. He's beaten put, put down the tablets, motherfucker. And
2: now all of a sudden he wants to take on 2011 Premiers. I've, I just don't see the logic. One good sign for, for Canberra is, is, again, Sean Fenson. 58 tackles in this game.
1: That was only in the first half, though, wasn't it? Oh, it may as well have been. That dude makes 600 tackles a game at the moment. Fucking amazing, that guy. Fucking pushing 100 Talk every him game Look, like, He
2: was big time last year from a super coach perspective. And then it took him a while to get him to find his groove in regular he really, spot. Yeah,
1: yeah. It took him. I mean, it was like a midway point of the season before he started really amping it up. Jeez, he's, he certainly picked it up. He's killing it now. Eighties, nineties.
2: Yeah, ten thousand people this game apparently. Yeah, don't know that it looked that way on TV, but
1: less people less people at that game, from in my opinion, than there were at the game. at still that we were at. Do. Yeah, and what they call that.
2: Someone said eleven, twelve thousand, say. Yeah,
1: I mean that's, and what I mean really, he, 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 I mean I literally did a head count of everyone at that storm game, and there, <laughs> was, there was like five thousand nine hundred people there. So if there was, if if there wasn't six thousand people at that game, there was nowhere near six thousand people. The
2: toilets th- were full, though. They might have all been downstairs relieving themselves. The fact that's that the toilets were Exciting like, the game, wasn't yeah,
1: it? Well, maybe, maybe. Good win for the
2: Titans. They're starting to give their, their fans something to. It cling to as far as this season goes there hasn't been a, it's been void of too many highlights but I think they're all sort of looking forward to uh, Inglis and Bo Champion and Nate Miles next year
1: Idris what did I say Inglis Inglis fuck
2: I always get their names mixed up eh? it's bad
1: yeah you confuse the pie eater with the Devon tomato sauce sandwich <laughs> eater <laughs> it's easy to do and now um, the interest—the interest that the fans in attendance had for this game, and the the fans of either club had, was reflected in Twitter. One comment: the reliable at Solzy. Canberra fan, poor bastard. I went off early, boys. We just had another pathetic grand final. <laughs> well done, Raiders. You were in spoon contention. Hash sack Ferner.
2: He's been on the sack Ferner bandwagon all year. I mean, it's not happening, Solzy.
1: I remember when Manly blanked them you know earlier in the season and we were talking about you know coach killing Ferner then and then it was yeah. all like you know he's never getting fired you know cause obviously the family relationship blah 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 but seriously yeah they've had some injuries they haven't had that many fucking injuries though like they've come, being attention to come dead fucking last in the competition
2: there hasn't look at been, them on
1: paper there hasn't been a bloke
2: come to work every week and perform so fucking poorly with no consequence since you
1: <laughs> exactly or well, Tim Sheens 2006 <laughs> 2009
2: coach of the 2011 premiers uh,
1: No, he's 12 not. wins in a row he doesn't coach he manly 6 down 6 to go doesn't oh, coach fuckers. manly yeah. yeah you got a nice soft finish you to be nice soft in the belly by the time you get to the fucking finals and play a real side are you playing in the last round again moving right along are you playing in the last round again some easy bunch of fuckers powerhouse Cronulla that's right <laughs> Titans of Cronulla, Gee, that's well, it's the same run that Penrith had last year when they got blasted out too. Saturday, speaking of Penrith, New Zealand Warriors 26 defeated the Penrith Panthers 12. New Zealand Warriors, they claimed a top four spot in Penrith after a fairly convincing away win over the Panthers. They struck first, second and third in this one with a long range try to Sean Johnson, a try to Madalino and finally another long range try to Kevin Locke to give the away side a commanding 16-0 lead at Orange's. Penrith struck back early in the second half with a long break to Jennings, ultimately leading to a 44th minute try to David Simmons. The Warriors extended their lead to 12 points after a penalty goal in the 51st minute before the Panthers were in again five minutes later through a try to tie. Penrith followed that tryout with a penalty goal. The margin was back to six points. Maloney turned the momentum of the game with a 40-20 10 minutes before full time, which ultimately led to a penalty goal, taking the score to 20 points to 12. And finally, with only a few minutes remaining, the beast, Manu Vadavai scored a try, giving us our final score of 26 points to 12.
2: What do you think of Jennings' performance at fullback?
1: Yeah, I was. I wasn't terribly impressed with anything to do with Penrith in this game. I'm going to be honest.
2: Madeline, Troy. try.
1: That was That's very reminiscent of some other try at some other time of the year when someone smashed somebody down. It was the Broncos. <laughs> Geez, filling us with facts. Was it? The Broncos some other try at some other point when someone. Else. To, the, it was. Um, I believe it was the Broncos, like Alex Glenn, or someone smashing someone down the left hand side in the book. Are you No, I'm not. H1 Who was it? Who
2: was it? Fucking Joe Ryan.
1: Was it really? <laughs> I, I could, well, who
2: was it when someone did something I cle- to someone? Uh, yeah, no, I could. Or it I just could, happened to be some
1: idiot. I can't remember who his name was. No, I could clearly remember Alex Green smashing the dude in the ball coming out and side so, and but I can't. I couldn't remember Peter who it was. Yeah, Peter, yeah. So there you go, bo right. It was very similar to that track <laughs> Anyway, that's that's what it reminded me of.
2: Sean Johnson, we've we've mentioned him a bunch of times of of late, but he's a fair touch player. That guy. He's a great touch player.
1: Doesn't go too bad. Do you think he will get a run, run for the Kiwis?
2: Maybe I'd, off the bench.
1: I'd, why, why would, I why? Mean, honestly, why wouldn't you give him a run? Let's put people in front of him. Where would you play him first?
2: Off the bench. He's not going to get a run
1: ahead of Benji or, or, no, or Kieran Foran. Yeah, but would you even? I mean, like the pace and I mean, would you? You know, oh, I guess the centers are still you know that's pretty. Well, although who is, who is in the centers then for the Kiwis? Or you know, they I mean, played Mannering and in, Brown in there. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like Brown out I college. mean Mannering shouldn't shouldn't be there. We no. you know you and I both know that. Brown, is he gonna be fit? Dunno. Where is he? Is he injured or is he just fucked? What's going on with him?
2: I oh, I'm assuming he's injured. He's played most of the year yeah in first grade, so
1: So see so, I mean that, that that leaves if he's injured, I mean he's still yeah, you know, leaves a queue he's, I mean Matai's obviously a walk up start. Yeah. I mean you know he's a form centre in a competition, let alone, you know, for New Zealand. And one
2: of the greatest humans ever invented, apparently.
1: Not apparently about it, and we'll get to that because it's a exhibit, committee of one person. A, a, exhibit, exhibit, uh, D and C, D, C and D, and EFG appeared on this weekend alone. You sound like the
2: cat in the hat. <laughs> How fitting talking about Steve Maddow.
1: Doesn't wear a hat. Jamie Sowell does though. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Look, I, I,
2: I think if the Kiwis. Are serious about um, giving themselves an opportunity. I mean, they've got the best player in the world. Kieran Foran. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Why wouldn't you give That's Sean what... Johnson a run off the bench?
1: Oh, you'd give you give him a run on the run-on side because Benji will be in jail. <laughs> oh, punch <laughs> you in the throat. But don't punch me in the throat. Just go and visit him. Have you heard him some cigarettes. If the
2: Warriors make the top four and they get themselves a home final, yeah. that week one of the finals... They'll be played on the same night that Rugby World Cup kicks off in New Zealand.
1: <laughs> well, that'll how be many
2: people are going to show up to Mount Smart Stadium if the Rugby World Cup's starting? I, I think I think the
1: people who should be more worried is the Rugby World Cup people. You think? Yeah.
2: I mean, I know where I'd be going. It wouldn't be yeah. the Rugby World Cup, but this isn't New Zealand. It's a bit of a
1: religion over there. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they 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 lost to you know they, they lost to the Springboks, but they Saturday might want to go and watch
2: off. it. Watch, you know. One of their teams that's capable of winning something. Exactly. So they'd probably get out and watch a Warriors. Well. Exactly.
1: I mean, and, and you know, when when I, if I say to you NRL, and then I follow that up by saying Choker, who do you say? <laughs> Which team am I talking about? I'm it's not, not, the, it's not the Warriors. It's not the Warriors. That's right. You, talk, you say Rugby Union World Cup. You say choker. choker. Who is it? All Blacks. Seven days a week. Seven days 365 a week. Three sixty-five days a year. Every four years. Every four years (laughs) in the World Cup.
2: I just, I have some concerns for the Warriors. When parents did apply some pressure, which didn't happen for a great deal of this game, the Warriors did get the shakes a bit. And that's something they'll need to rectify as they go into the finals.
1: Especially because they'll probably play play your lot in round one.
2: Maybe. I'm not going to go to New Zealand, I can
1: tell you that. Why wouldn't you? Too far to go.
2: I don't mind going to. I wouldn't mind going to Sydney. I don't Not know anyone in New Zealand. I don't know
1: anyone in New Zealand. Who are we going to go with? Tony Strange. At back sit on Twitter. Full stop limited. Doesn't live on the Gold Coast. He didn't know. He was thinking of moving over here. He's over. He's he's um over there now. Still, he was thinking of moving over at one stage, but he didn't move over. He's still over there somewhere. True.
2: Kiwi Tiger. NZ Tiger.
1: No, he lives in Melbourne now. I think. No,
2: he fucking doesn't up to yourself.
1: Mark, hit us back. I'm pretty sure he lives in Melbourne now. Check
2: his Facebook. Melbourne, the suburb of Auckland. Duh. Fuck (sighs) now. Know your geography, dick.
1: Uh, Yeah, Melbourne, Victoria, that suburb in Auckland.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, look, there's some good signs as far as the Kiwis go. I'm not sure that, um, you know, the Warriors will be happy just to get away with the win. wasn't their most convincing or flashy performance, but um, a couple of good long raids, opportunistic tries, and that was enough to put pay to Penrith.
1: Twitter, G-B-R-E underscore N-Z. It's not the Warriors of old. This year's team can grind with the best of them. And then uh, he's got hash, Panthers out, Pashidic or Spastic. (laughs) With spaces in between each word too. I'm not sure you know what the deal with the hashtags is, bro, but... um, No spaces? Yeah, no spaces. There's a bit of a
2: shame that the Panthers couldn't put in a better 80 minute showing to send Petro and Waterhouse away from Centibet.
1: I mean, two of them can't wait to see the back of the place though either. Well, Petro certainly not. Well, I mean, like Waterhouse always... I mean, like the fans have turned on him over the last season or two as well. Yeah. So, um, you yeah, know... Ever since he was the catalyst for Joe Romilly leaving the club, clearly. By uh, by letting uh, Joe Romulo pound his face. At Backwoods Hit, who we just mentioned, another professional performance by the not-mighty top four Warriors who showed what to do with a team of pussies. They shafted them.
2: Mm. How's
1: your the last few games against the Tigers-looking champ? Saturday. Sydney Roosters, 36, defeated the Cronulla Sharks, 25. Incredible finish and scoreline to a game that I honestly expected nothing at all from. Roosters, the first on the board in the 13th minute through Takarangi off an Anasta pass, 6-zip. Sharks' response was swift, and only two minutes later, Pomeroy opened their account. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn's drinking my do- my Coke Zero. <laughs> I didn't. I think you've drunk all yours, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, you go go lap up the water out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sharks' response was swift, and only two minutes later, Pomeroy opened their account, and it was six points to four. In the 20th minute, our man Letters grabbed a try, and the Roosters were out to 12-4 lead. Once again, the Sharks responded through Wade Graham, and following the conversion, it was 12 points to 10. The Sharks took a good lead into the halftime break, though, following a double to John Williams in the 35th and 39th minute of play, giving Cronulla a 22 points to 12 lead. Second half, the Roosters struck first with a try to Jake Friend in the 48th minute, and the lead was cut to four. This lead became six again, following a penalty Goal to Stapleton. Sharks completed their scoring for the night with only eight minutes remaining via a Wade Graham field goal that should have given them a match-winning seven-point lead. But in the final minutes, all hell broke loose. and Astor succeeding with a short kickoff from the restart, resulting in Jake Friend's second try moments later that brought the score to 25-24. Mitchell Pierce tried levelling the scores with a field goal but missed... And as it turned out, it was hardly costly with the count, Anthony Minicello scoring with two minutes remaining to get the Chooks into the lead, 30-25. to 25. Following a botched short restart from the Sharks, the Roosters nailed the game right on full-time through a try to freshly recalled Frank Paul Nuisala. to added the extras, final scoreline, 36-25. to 25. Fucking amazing finish. Fucking ridiculous. I've ne- never seen anything like it. I mean, there's games, the-, the Cowboys have had a couple of games earlier in the season where they piled on some points at the death, but nothing like this. The Sharks...
2: Fucking hell. That's just that's a that's a low point.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
2: Of <laughs> a season that's had a few low points for a team that's that's you know
1: a team that could be called low points are us.
2: They <laughs> uh, <laughs> may as well be in Florida they've to fucking that's the lowest of low points. But yeah. I just my biggest thing with the Roosters I just wonder if the players are making a bit of a subtle statement by winning these games with the Arcane.
1: Yeah, we can do it without that dick.
2: Yeah, it, it wasn't so long ago that they would have curled up and had a cricket score put on them, even by the Sharks.
1: Yeah, there's no secret that Anasta is furious at the conduct yeah. of Carney, and there's also no there's no surprise then that Anasta was led from the front and played one of his most I don't know, you know, great games much for as you know, he leadership. Did last week. Like, yeah, like last week, As much as he did in that in that. Epic semi final as well. Yep. I mean, where, you know, he took the game, you know, for the Roosters.
2: Well, that's where he turned the corner with me. I mean, that final series last year, I wasn't really an Anasta fan up to that yep. point. I wouldn't say I was, you know, I'm not rushing out and making a Braith Anasta banner at this stage, yep. but um I certainly t- turned the corner with him just from his leadership and just performing in the clutch. Yep. Just that field field goal that he kicked was enough to uh yep. convince me. Jake Friend's probably the biggest of benefactor of Carney's absence. He's he's been forced to take a bit more responsibility and showing what type of player that he is. And there was big raps on him, you know, back when he was getting into trouble as well. And it's you know, the roosters, as they want to do with some of these blokes, have
1: given him numerous chances and Did you see what he got in a supercoach? It was like a hundred and a hundred and forty or something. Or so. Fucking nuts! Like probably the second biggest score ever after Merritt's five try game. And he got like one hundred and sixty-six or something. One hundred and sixty like something, yeah. Unbelievable.
2: So I don't think if you're a Roosters fan, I don't think it's all doom and gloom if they if they do pull the trigger on on the Carney thing and say see you yeah.
1: later. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they they say that they're not going to, you know, they might pull the trigger in terms of he won't be playing at the Roosters next year, but he you know might be going off to to rehab himself in France or somewhere and yeah. then come back.
2: Look. I've heard a few times that the only time where the club will decide that the position that their the situation with the Carney is is not going to happen is if the players make the call. Yep. And whilst none of them are coming out in the press and saying it, what they're doing on the field is making the call as far as yep, I'm concerned. Definitely. Their spirit seems to, to seems to have improved. Um the fact that they fought back in this game and, and finished so strongly mm-hmm. is it's a great sign. Um, it's a bit of a shame that you know their season was derailed well and truly before these games because if they had played like this all year, they'd be the side that everyone expected them to be after last yeah. season. So
1: they certainly would. You know, they'd be they'd be pr- probably comfortable in the lower half of the eight. Sure. No doubt about it. Letters hit on Gallon. Bit of a love tap. Slash old school clothesline. Yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> old school coat hanger. Lettuce spells T-R-Y. He got his first try for the year, but also spells K-T-F-O for gallon.
1: Yeah, yeah and, and, and also S-U-S-P-E-N-D-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> he's got
2: he's got that, a bit of that old school aggression about him, and it's a fine line between a big shot and a few weeks on the sideline. I think he's going to go for the latter.
1: He's some whispers as well that he's headed back to Manly.
2: Yeah, I heard a couple of those as well. You, I'm, Over, I'm,
1: only really via Twitter, but I'm, I'm I'm happy for him to come back if it does not turn out to be the case. I love letters, put him on one side of the field, man on the other big side fan of field when
2: he when he first signed up at the Roosters. But well, no, but clearly he, if he sees since he's you've nicknamed him, he's taken him under your wing.
1: Yeah, and if he sees the error of his ways <laughs> and re- and returns back to home base, then you know all's forgiven. Good luck to him. Yeah, for sure. Can I go to Twitter now? Sure. Ricky T eighty seven's come back on this game and said, "I must say, I predicted Roosters Sharks as the vuvushitic vortex game of the year. Good game though. Roosters forwards were vicious. And another player we haven't mentioned, Mossy. He's been going great guns since he's had his chance. Since he's had his chance, you know, in the side. Sure. I mean, because he kind of fell out of favour. It seemed a little bit through the middle. He was of the killing season. it at the start of the year. Yeah, and uh, through the middle of the season, kind of, I don't know, he lost a bit of favour or something. Yeah. Wasn't getting the minutes, but now got a try last week." Killing it. Always got a smile on his face. always—that's Yeah, I mean, yeah, geez, you see him light up though, you give him a try, watch him go. And I was probably happy he didn't have to do the nudie run. It's funny, this time of year, you see a lot of players who don't normally score tries getting out of the nudie run at the last second. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so, Some of
2: these blokes, I'm not sure they're really that worried about doing a nudie
1: run. Uh, no. <laughs> it's funny though, like, I remember when you first hear about it, you think, oh yeah, whatever. But it seems to be like every single team have got a nudie run in them. mm. Because Bryce is still up for it, isn't he? No. <laughs> he would purposely not score tries, I reckon. <laughs> Sunday. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 27, defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs, 16. Hotly contested first half with the Dogs having the better of the play, but it was Manly on the board first to a try to Wolfman in the 15th minute after a brilliant offload from Jamie Lyon. The Dogs struck back, though, with our mascot, the Autumn, and laying on a grubber for Josh Morris to score. Terrible attempted conversion from Turner, though, and Manly retained the lead, 6-4. 28th minute, Manly were down to 12 men when Kieran Foran was simmed in for a professional foul, and they proceeded to implement the go-slow mode, walking to scrums, kicking for touch. And the doggy seemed oblivious, making no attempt to speed up play or stop the clock. 2011 Rookie of the Year, Daly Cherry Evans, soaked up the rest of the 4 time in the bin with a field goal out of nowhere, with only two minutes remaining in the first half, before the Dogs took an intercept right on the break. Jonathan Wright running away to score the try, which was converted for a 10 points to 7, Canterbury lead at half time. Manly wasted no time reclaiming their lead. Glenn Stewart scoring in just the 45th minute of play, and the lead was back to 13-10. In the 53rd minute, Cherry Evans was at it again, putting on a dance clinic as he weaved through the doggy's defense and ultimately put Jamie Lyon in for a try, how 19 points to 10. Getting? He was duggying all over the place. He was teaching, he was teaching the doggies how to duggy. Fuck. I just with... say that 10 times. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just when it looked like Manly had run away with the game, the doggy struck back. Manly knocking, uh, Manly knocking the ball in from the restart, giving them the good field position. Ben Barber scoring out wide shortly after nineteen sixteen. It wasn't a dog's day, however, with Steve Mattai scoring one of the most bizarre and genius tries of all time. As he ran from dummy half, called the bulldogs' defenders offside, which they were. They dropped off him and looked at the referee. He weaved through another three tackles to score the try. Twenty five sixteen. And where are we? Jamie Lyon finished off the scoring in a perfect day with the boot, with a penalty right on full time. The final scoreline was twenty-seven sixteen. I think the Bulldogs
2: gave themselves every opportunity to win the game, but came to play. In the end, they they certainly did turn up to play. Some of the defence, um, with the Ottoman Pritchard and also Tony Williams, as well from a manly yeah, perspective. The only,
1: the only, unfortunately for the doggies, I mean, there were some great hits, but there was only one effective hit in the whole game, and that was Tony Williams. Tony Williams smashed Eastwood, who then dropped the ball. That was... The Ottomans smashed Matai. It gave away penalty. It gave away a penalty, and Reynolds smashed little-ass Michael Robertson, yeah. and he held the ball and nothing came of it.
2: <laughs> but it's good to see Tony Williams, as we've said in previous weeks, realising that he is bigger and stronger.
1: And Mate, is... I dare say he's one fucking good performance away from, from converting me into a believer. Really? Yeah. Seriously, I've had my issues with him, but since he's moved to the forwards... We've called Fucking him Salad, and is. we
2: said, I, I tweeted um, during the game that Salad was very crisp, Yeah, you <laughs> called him a fancy salad with avocado and bacon and all this. <laughs> so true. But this this game, with some of the defense, like you say, there was some big hits. It was like an epi- old-school episode of Batman.
1: <laughs> you see the stars flash up. Flack like and bang and <laughs> crash and wank. <laughs>
2: that was clearly when Williams hit... Uh, Eastwood,
1: oh, I mean, Eastwood was that was going through his mind. I wish I was at home wanking. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be slightly less violent than it's what not just often happened to you
2: me. see Eastwood get pumped either. Like he's generally because I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, we, we talk about the guys that like the pies. I mean, Eastwood came over here, with you know, he was he was more out of shape than, than was he was prop ever been. Yeah, in the four in the four nations last year. Yeah, I know mean, he was like stung by bees and everything. He looked horrible. I mean, he's, he has he has brought it. He has brought it around. You Testament know, to station. the
2: bulldog conditioning. <laughs>
1: Getting him off the Devon and tomato sauce sandwiches. <laughs> There's
2: not enough of to, those to go around, Greg. <laughs> you and Jamal can't eat them.
0: <laughs>
2: but, yeah, as you say, they came to play. But in the end, I think they showed why they aren't really the Bulldogs of old. Bulldogs of old would have taken those opportunities. Andrew Ryan dropped the ball with the line wide open. Ben Barber dropped the ball with the line wide open. A um, couple of defensive lapses. Andrew Ryan... The the thing with Matai, like that was nine uh, times out of ten he would make the professional move and either tackle him even if he was offside. Take the penalty. Yeah, take oh, the penalty. Yeah. And
1: but the thing he is, is, he got, got past he got the past thing. the markers, and then he was about forty meters out at this stage though, and he's kept running and there were still three more guys that he weaved and you know beat and then the carried score. two across the line as well. Oh, I love Mati at the moment. He's just amazing. He can't miss <laughs> he's, though. He's killing it every week. He is so fucking good at the moment. <laughs>
2: Mainly, you think they're primed for the finals? I think they still got a little bit in reserve, which is probably a good sign. Come finals time, yeah,
1: they are. I mean, and, and, and they weren't. I, I have a feeling that they would have taken this game easier than they did, but for the fact that the dogs forced them, forced them into actually playing a game of football because yeah. the dogs were, you know, definitely willing and um, and you know, they they weren't going to lie down and let them just run through them. So, I mean, it was good that the dogs, you know, did come to play, you know, because it's certainly better than like you know the training run that you know had last week. You remember those
2: cartoons where Daffy Duck is running away from whoever and he's like <laughs> Remember those cartoons? No. I don't. What? I honestly don't.
1: You don't remember it? Daffy Duck running away from someone? I wouldn't imagine he'd be typed to run.
2: He's a fucking duck. Of course he runs.
1: You sure? What's it? bring it around, bring bring it home for me. Link it up to something that you're gonna say.
2: I don't know. Who ch Well? That was what may when he made his bust at the end. Do you see him running away and oh. this player's running towards him? He's like got the smile on his face. He's looking around, having oh, a bit of a laugh. I,
1: I remember I said on Twitter at the time how you know because I was calling the game on the Seagulls live and um and I said something how he made a bust, you know, got an intercept or you know made a bust or whatever he did, ran you know ninety meters,
2: giggling like schoolgirl, ran
1: away from his, ran away from, ran towards the defense, and then got tackled. Uh, didn't ran away towards the defense and away from his support got tackled and lost the ball in the tackle <laughs> and um and it was actually vanita replied uh yeah only Watmo can do all those three things in one play yeah <laughs> only what i mean he could have scored if he <laughs> like had like what do if he had a veered left, he would have ran away from the entire Canterbury side and he would have scored under the sticks, but he started to tend towards the right like he was going for the corner rather than the sticks, which is where most of the faster pursuing defenders were coming from. And in doing so, he put himself in a position where he could have passed inside to, I like, think Jamie Lyon had positioned himself on the inside to score under sticks. But no, he was going to do it himself. Got tackled 10 metres out, dropped, dropped the ball. ball. Ridiculous. But and had a smile s- on his face s- the whole way. <laughs> so Mo? <Watmo. So, laughs> such a Whatmo thing to do.
2: I still don't agree with the, this whole home final thing. It is a like, disgrace. Their record at Brookvale is freaking. Well, unbeaten. It's that. Yeah. It's very intimidating, though. I think come finals time, if they were playing there, then teams, yep. you know, that's one of those venues where teams don't want to go.
1: And you play well through the entire season to earn a home final, you know, playing at essentially a neutral venue.
0: Mm.
1: It's ridiculous. There's no advantage to it. doesn't matter but if you're the home all the way team.
2: Let's just say that you, that Manly was playing the Tigers. Tigers play at SFS. SFS. That's their home ground.
1: Yeah. Which is kinda of weird for like a you know, a western suburbs side to play in the eastern suburbs, but it's
2: still it's not like they're gonna go, Oh, we're we not comfortable playing in this stadium Yeah, or, or but I like... mean
1: even the Tigers, I mean if the Tigers finish in top four, yeah, I mean they'd be comfortable playing at the SFS, no doubt about it, or ANZ, but they prefer to fucking play at Leichhardt where they never lose.
2: Yeah, but they played that their home final What's yeah, last year. Did they finished? Third.
0: Third yeah, you six. did because yeah, cause yeah the roosters
2: so we played were, the yeah. Roosters and that was played at SFS, but that's yeah. kind of the Roosters' home ground too. So yeah,
1: yeah, it's weird. It is weird. I think it's ridiculous. I guess
2: you got to maximise the finals is is a big showpiece of the game, and they've got to maximise the the revenue from it.
1: Tough, Don't, if you know, if that's you know, they maximise the revenue, that's fine. But take away all home finals, Play them at the play them at the, the next, you know, mm. play them all at SFS or ANZ have a festival of the boot for the whole weekend. Set up a roadshow at Fox Studios at Moor Park next to... Uh, Interesting. And, you know, have a rugby league museum there. Have pass the ball competitions. Jesus. Fucking whole festival to boot. So what I'm saying. Your brain's about to explode with all those ideas. Sign me up to the independent commission. I'll take the place of the dickhead that didn't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you have anything to say else about this game? Nah, that's all. You don't want to address like, the, the Matai uh, trip alleged? I oh, see. I'd address. I'd like to address all this because oh, let me tell you, people. Often I don't think say, it should
2: have been a penalty try, but it should definitely be a penalty, and he was right to send. was yeah, right to send. It. Yeah, I got no problem with that at As all. a professional, foul. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: I know that your take was that Matt O was trying to make a tackle. I think there was. There was a movement to lead with the leg, but. It's a long bow to draw.
1: It all happened simultaneously, and like you know how the players now—they come in with their arms and their legs and wrap the guy up, mm. and he just got—he got pushed off. The top part got pushed off. I mean, he and he was just—you know—that's just momentum. The thing yeah. is, I—I I, I don't
2: know about intent, but he definitely there's, very, there's he definitely led with the leg. Whether that was just part of his motion of making a tackle or whether it was a deliberate trip, I, I there really are, there say. are a
1: few there there are a very few supporter groups that would call manly fans whingers more than dogs fans and let me tell you the fucking bleating that occurred on twitter after this game was absolutely sickening made me sick to my stomach the fucking bleating that these morons carried on with
2: well you are one of the biggest bleaters in the history oh of my
1: god number one complaint from them in this game was the referee robbed them out of victory no, I don't. how know did, did the referee that. do that as fucking we've East, seen, Eastwood, Eastwood who got East, Eastwood was that... Eastwood was dropped two metres from the line there's no guarantee he was going to score uh, Simbin was and the penalty were perfectly just and when they think about all the decisions that went against them through the game the terrible things they don't mention the part when Manley did the kicking goal when they had multiple sets against the Bulldogs line in the first 10 minutes of the game when Barber knocked it on and they could said that Manley knocked it, you know. They don't talk about the part when, um who was the player that ran Robertson off the ball when, Bar- you know, so Barber scored the try in the corner in the second half. I mean, Robertson went to get the ball, one of a cannery player came through, and literally Idris, I think it was, literally yeah, two-hand yeah, pushed him off the ball, and then Barber planted it down for the try. You can't fucking do that. That's a penalty every day of the week.
2: Jamal's a big boy, and he
1: doesn't find it very easy to stop. Irrelevant. It's just like I say, if you want to bitch about decisions, motherfuckers, open your eyes. For God's sake. Twitter. Speaking of these doggy supporters, GT351 Johns. Here we go. At least you can't say the Bulldogs were involved in a Vuvuzela game this week. No, we can't. It was a very entertaining game. But next week. Next week, probably. At Linear. If you come to Brookie to save your season, don't forget your heart. T-Rex will gladly pull it from your chest. Fucking hell. <laughs> BeerBoy182. This is nothing to do with this game, but this is a tweet from a listener, Beer Boy 182. Sensational. It may have been mentioned, but my mate told me that the Ottoman punched on with Kev Moore at the start of the year. What a hero. And I was like, what? Please explain. And he said, look, I'm going to look up more details and find out more details about this. But apparently he punched up Kev Moore and this is why he found himself only in the side in first grade when That's Dimmick took the gone. reins. Yeah. Surely we, we, we would have heard about that. We were joking about that and saying something had to have happened. You yeah. know why Kevin Moore kept continually overlooking the ottoman. Surely
2: someone would have heard something about that.
1: You'd think so, wouldn't you? In the media, you'd think so. You'd think so. I, I, I want to know more. If anyone knows anything if about the that,
2: the Penrith can get out.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was literally right. an article on you know Sydney Morning Herald about that. <laughs> But I want to. If if someone knows, I mean, you know, maybe he's like wires crossed. Maybe he's you know a bit of half truth, and he's mixed up the Waterhouse thing with this thing, and you know, a punch, you know, before you, because know, that's kind of what consigned him to really I mean, great at Penrith. It,
2: it fits easily as far as the fact that he didn't get picked until Moore was gone. But yep, geez.
1: Okay, Sunday West Tigers. And we know 39. he likes to, go to the knuckle. He does. <laughs> he fucking loves it. West Tigers, 31, defeat the Parramatta Eels, 12. First half, all Tigers in this one, dominating the Eels in every facet of the game and opening up a massive 16-0 halftime lead through tries to Ashford in the 10th minute, Matt Utai in the 21st minute, and Benji himself in the 28th minute through a trademark, stepping, 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 swerving
2: and jinking and generally being a genius like geniuses do.
1: Playing against the short-bust defensive line, who
2: cares who it's against?
1: <laughs> Parramatta switched on their defence in the latter stages of the half and prevented any more hemorrhaging, but the damage was done. The Eels began the second half much better, and in the 49th minute, they were rewarded with their first points. A try to Chris Hicks that was converted 16 6. Four minutes later, it was the Eels again, this time through Ben Smith, and in the blink of an eye, we had a ball game at 16 points to 12. We never had a ball game. Right when the Eels gained the upper hand and were looking good, the Hain playing turned into the turnstile, falling <laughs> off a tackle on Blake Ageford, the who Hane bro- windmill, who broke away and scored his second try of the match match Benji took a penalty goal to take the lead out to two converted tries and with about 10 minutes to play and after another Hayne error Farah grabbed a field goal in the 75th minute to put it beyond doubt right on full time Bo Ryan scored a try to put the icing on the cake the Tigers ultimately winning 31 to 12.
2: Overall I was pretty happy with how the Tigers played the in- inevitable clock off was still there though
1: yeah and it was I mean really just a bad lapse I mean like Hayne should never have led Ashford, you know. Break away, but also his teammates were well and truly covered, and they were like looking at the outside players and not even yeah. considering the possibility that, that you know that he'd fall off the tackle. Ashford went great, yeah, he did. He's been an unsung hero all season. Oh, he's been fairly sung by who? Well, I mean, shit, he's appeared on the Footy Show, and, yeah, had got profiled on on the Footy Show on Sunday. He's, I mean, he's certainly not unheard of.
2: No, I didn't say he's unheard of, but. Jeez, with all the raps that Chris Lawrence is, the fact is getting the only, and he's any played a thousand games.
1: The fact he's the only centre that's played all your games. I mean, he's, you know, yeah. he's, he's been sung enough.
2: I think he's going great. I love him as a player. I just, I wonder if he's, they're talking about putting him in the back row. Jeez, he's going to have to put some weight on.
1: Yeah. Oh, but then again, you look at you know, a guy like Tarek Sims and he put on like 20 kilos in a yeah. couple of years. <laughs> so, I mean, it's possible. I mean, like Tarek Sims was a winger.
2: Yeah, I guess if Blake Ashford <laughs> starts looking like Tarek Sims, I won't, I won't mind Jeez, he, he'll so smashing they, people.
1: They've got to start getting forwards from somewhere, giving it a fire sale half of the <laughs> Of course, they got Adam Blair, but you know what I'm saying.
2: I think Sheensy's starting to tweak things for the bigger games ahead. There was some, some newer plays and and some switched-up attacking structures thrown into the mix in this game to varying de- degrees of success. Um, some of them worked fantastic. And others yeah. were just a little you know, they only have to be a degree or two off with the Tigers and the ball goes to ground or yeah. behind the man or but you can see that they are obviously using these games against these nafty sides to um to gear up for the finals. So yeah. look out, you wanna hope we don't play Manly. Be 200-0. Yeah. Unlikely. 40-0. 40-0 40-0 nil.
1: Yeah. Forty nil. Forty nil times five. Forty nil Manly again. The lucky numbers. <laughs> God, imagine Manly beat Tigers forty nil. You would dead set fucking kill yourself because you'd probably. I'd have to restrain you from killing yourself, but that'd be like, well, do do I celebrate or do I save him? Celebrate. Uh, pass that bottle. <laughs> I don't want your fu- I
2: don't want your fucking pity.
1: It would be pity too. Real condescending, like. Yeah, I find that hard to believe from you.
2: Jared Hayne in this game, you could see his teammates looking to him to to provide those those magical plays. He, he threw the cutout ball and even Gould said in commentary. That he lo- he does look for that pass and it's spectacular when it comes off,
1: but he doesn't look for it though. That's the problem. He doesn't it's, look it's at a all. No look. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he doesn't. It just doesn't bring enough to the table at the moment. I think they need to get
1: him back to fullback. Yeah, it's funny. Like he's he's his days at fullback are over and he's looking good for five eighth, and then his five eighth days are over. He's back to fullback. Proceeds to play from fullback for a while, back to five eighth again, and that's going to be the progression of his career until he ultimately ends at five eighth, probably and learns Yeah, for Wint and Wint with Wint. 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 <laughs> for like Hull <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just think he's he's a selfish player with a poor attitude when things get tough yeah and when you look at Benji Marshall he's a compl- the complete opposite of that and that's why one's a golden boot winner and one is a washed up has been two yeah, years you know, after he won the Daly M yeah golden boot you know it's a nothing award like, we'll see when he wins at Dalymount. It's this like year. a silver logie. <laughs> silver <to play>. logie.
1: <laughs> voted on, voted on by Granny sitting on their couch.
2: But how how would you go being a para fan, knowing what he's capable of on the field, and then getting the reality that is what he's dishing up at the moment and has done all this season and most of last. Yep.
1: yep. Oh well, I wonder what happens. Yeah, maybe maybe with uh, Sandow putting on some balls, you might just, return best. I don't best.
2: know that para. Are going to replicate the type of structure and the type of play that South have at the moment that Sandow's is is flourishing in. I think Kearney with his Melbourne Storm background is going to want to play a bit too restricted for Sandow's liking, and I don't know that he's he's going to put the form you know, together for power that he is. You don't South. spend the
1: money on you don't spend the money on the player to you know to change the way they play. You know I think I think Kearney's smart enough to let players play to their strengths. I mean Melbourne Storm you know So he they plays, plays
2: Jared Hayne at 5'8 <sighs> Disagree
1: He's just desperate He's <laughs> desperate because Mortimer wasn't doing jack shit He had Robson as halfback who doesn't do jack shit He just had no options there I guess I mean, He's pushed into it you know just try anything see what happens it worked for a couple of games now it's shit Yeah you know, It was a great so just... win
2: without Gadeth but the importance of him to our side was there for all to see when Parrot made their ill-fated comeback their forwards started to get the roll on and just needed one of those Gareth Ellis specials where you can see that the opposition gets a couple of runs where they get well over the advantage line, um, and then he finds him, puts himself in position through the middle to make that hit, yeah. get the guy on his back in a flash, yeah. lay there just the right amount of time, and slow that play the ball right down, and that stops it, that flushes their momentum. And he does it weak every game. He'll do that. You can see opposition opposition gets a roll on. And then they just happen to run at Gareth Ellis, and he puts a stop to it. And there was no one there doing that. Yeah. And they scored two tries on the back of that momentum, field position, and a, and a few penalties going their way. And it certainly made the Eels look a little bit more competitive for, than what they otherwise would have been. I think. So we yep. definitely miss Gareth when he when he's out, and he'll be back this week, and we'll probably put two hundred on the Titans.
1: <laughs> we'll see. Can I go to Twitter now? Sure. Paramount 1973, yet again, para compete but can't win because of their shit roster and one-trick pony coaching. So predictable, end the torture now, please. (laughs) Scotty Eel, fucking pathetic. Eels can only get up for games against the top sides. Unfortunately for us, Tigers don't fit that category. (laughs) Cage (laughs) 007. Have a look at the ladder, champ. Cage 007, fat lady ain't singing yet, and when she does and the Eels aren't holding the spoon, I'm going to be rapping and doing the duggy next to her. (laughs) Satan in heels said, "Hey Parramatta, would he be
2: the one doing the singing?"
1: <laughs> Satan in heels, hey Parramatta, how's that spoon taste? Love manly. <laughs> Moving on, Monday night foot bitch. The Brisbane Broncos twenty six defeated the Newcastle Knights six. Good crowded Osgrid, almost twenty thousand people there, and the Broncos though uh, had a win, which I don't think was really as convincing as the scoreline might dictate, but um. They certainly had a good win over the Newcastle Knights. Um, good contest in the first half. Newcastle massively uh, damaged. <laughs> so us say they had a lot of battle damage. They had uh, Junior Sow off early with an ankle injury, and uh, Matt Hilda had to be taken to hospital. And I think it was 30 stitches they ended up saying wow. for a, a nasty gash on his face after having a head clash with the super ranger, Joel Edwards, who incidentally, some more great hits in this game as well. Oh. he's probably he's probably the best ranger ever that guy that
2: ran out for PNG last year and they called him the jukebox yeah yeah that should be Joel Edwards nickname
1: yeah but why would you call him the jukebox based on puts out the hits yeah I'm happy to go with that you know but I mean is there some way we can get like you know we've plagiarised it but we can get some some ranger in there though like something about his red hair in there too though Jesus (laughs) that's your homework think about it Broncos Early lead. They scored tries in the seventh minute and the fourteenth minute to Peter Wallace and Justin Hodges. Parker had his Benji kicking boots on again.
2: Sure did. And as
1: a and as a fan of his his uh, point scoring abilities in SuperCoach, I was very disappointed. The only thing that actually made me not care too much about his poor goal kicking was the fact that at this stage of the season, everyone's got fucking Corey Parker in their side, <laughs> um, and and he's their captain as well. I mean, if they don't, you know, it's just a recipe to lose. Um, so uh, against the run of play late in the first half, we had a try to the Uate parté, an easy. I mean, it just looked easy off the back of a scrum, and uh, with the conversion, uh, it was eight points to six. Did to you hear the, the Broncos team? Something what about, they say?
2: Oh, was it? Was it when they were showing the highlights of the previous week's game? Uarte I didn't. I, I didn't
1: watch the game till actually literally till the game started, till about oh, okay. th- till about three minutes in. I think. I'm pretty I'll sure it, it was the
2: week before. Come to think of it, and he scored, and it was something about. Uate scores and the party begins, or something like that. I'm oh, like, don't, don't do it. Don't
1: some f- someone in the crowd at Osgrid had an Uate Parte banner. Really? Yeah, they didn't have it spelled right. It was just party. They didn't go to the Parte. They just went to party. Uh-huh. But still, I'd like to think that we're responsible for that banner in some little way.
2: Really? I mean, in a massive way. Well, we yeah. may as well painted the fucking I was, thing I was, ourselves.
1: I was being modest. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know. complete with incorrect spelling. No yeah, there would have been some.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, cause see, we're 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 not a visual medium. This is the thing they, they, could, they God, could they could they could hear they us say like that. they could hear us say you know you arte parte and they just go oh you yeah, party and write it down they don't know. Fuck's sake, they're from Newcastle. But for future benefit, parte is spelled P A R T A Y. There's an A in there, an extra A. Look it up. Look it up. It's official. It's in the dictionary and everything. What's well, not now, sure on the stroke of half time, Corey Park actually got a goal. And uh, gave the Broncos a lead at oranges, 10 points to six. Second half, the Knights, 15 fit players that they had to deal with for the rest of the game. And um, the Broncos, they weren't injury free as well. Uh, Justin Hodges went off with an apparent hamstring injury, although they say now it was just a like a cramp or a... It just soft, tightened up on just him. Just tightened up on him, yeah. And, uh, and Maguire didn't look good either. Uh, with his, he got got a massive poke in the eye. I can't remember whose hand it was that swung around. It was one of his own guys that got him right in the yeah, eye. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did but not
2: they want to be careful with that? Because he, as I said during commentary, he's had a detached retina before. Too. Yeah, was
1: it in, the, in, his, in his left eye as well or same eye? Because it sort of I, came I'm around sure. him in his left I didn't eye. Hear that, um, he did play on, or he did come back on the field after a bit of a break, but um. Hodges didn't, and I, as it turns out, I think it's just a precautionary thing. He may sit out this week, but I think he'll probably be back for the last round game and certainly for the finals. They'd probably be smart to rest him, though, because I mean, you know, he's more valuable for him in the finals than, uh, sure. yeah, now he's secured a top four position. Uh, second half, it's pretty much all Broncos. Well, certainly on a scoreboard, it was all Broncos. They scored three more tries. Um, yeah, he scored a 90-meter intercept try, 52nd minute, uh, Alex Glenn Member of my super coach side he got a try, which is great, and he actually went to the other side of the field to get it too, which is pretty good. Yeah, did you find surprising that, like, a...
2: fucking hell, Uate would have had to come from the other side of the field to get yeah, yeah, you're right? Yeah, I was he just never yes, come into the yeah. frame, yeah, I would have backed him,
1: yeah, no, didn't happen, no,
2: at full pace, yeah, even from the other, like. He would have been hundreds to catch him, but generally, you know, you see some of those guys At chase least, through yeah. and then streak through the frame never, and just don't quite get there. Yep, yep. didn't see it.
1: Didn't happen. Uh, and where we are, and so and Hunt also he got the final try of the match. Corey Parker added a couple of conversions. Final scoreline: twenty six points to six. Two top eight sides contesting what was pretty much a Viva Zella of the
2: round. <laughs> was terrible. The first half especially. And the the last 20 to 25 minutes of the first half, especially for
1: the Broncos. Yeah, they got dragged into a low quality yeah. competition. Just, oh.
2: just woeful. And I think Newcastle really only did play, only had to play about half as good as what they're capable of in that first half. And they would have been able to capitalise on on Brisbane's complacency.
1: No, very close to scoring at 1.2 with Gidley where he got sort of held up. I mean, yeah. he sort of, Headed back into the teeth of the defence, got over the try line, got it held up. Just seemed
2: for a while there. Look, Brisbane started out, completed their first seven sets of six, and then didn't complete another one for, till till almost the end of yeah. the first half. It was <laughs> it was shocking.
1: It was it was it was shit to the point where I was I was contemplating, I mean, but for the fact that we had to speak about it tonight, yeah. I would I would have almost changed the channel. It was that shit. But the
2: amount of balls where a half would drift across the field and try and hit a wide running back rower with a flat ball just as he hits the defensive line and yeah. cannon off his chest or cannon into it, the defensive.
1: In, in greasy out. conditions, you know, it had to be said. I mean that, that sort a of play is of not depth on. And yeah. Oh just give the guy a chance to grab the ball. I mean yeah. you know.
2: that happened at least half a dozen times. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And Cameron Serraldo. Any Penrith fan that's excited to see him come to the club next year based on that performance <laughs> needs to shoot themselves in the face. <laughs> he had a fucking shocker. <laughs> It got, I cringed. There was a time there where I was cringing whenever they threw in the ball.
1: <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> Chris Bailey? Yeah. <laughs> they also some worse players back in the back in the bad old days. Yeah, I guess. Oh, God.
2: But Matt Hilda's had his second head cut in three weeks. He's, he got one courtesy of Josh Dugan um, in, in the Stompathon from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And... I think it's about time we ditched the waltzing nickname. Waltzing Matt Hilda.
1: I was, saying, I was calling him like, yeah, like yeah. Stitch. I was calling him or something because he's opened up more than a Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> call him the envelope. Or you could call, call him Lindsay Lohan or something. <laughs> Jenna James. I mean, you can go one further and so say, yeah, you've got a gash opened up more than... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh, that's. Let's not take that any further. <laughs> no, we're, no, we'll, we're heading down we'll for a pretty pretty dangerous path.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the Broncos got away with a win. Shame about the injury to Hodges, eh? Um, one of the boys rang me today at work and was saying that, um, well, I didn't actually see this personally, but he seemed to think that Hodges had motion that he wanted to come off previous and they waved him back on.
1: What is this with coaches and sideline officials and saying,
2: get stay on? He went in, and that's why he was blowing up so badly when he came off.
1: Oh, because he's like, I wanted to come off, and I felt it going. I told
2: you I wanted to come off, sort of thing. Fuck yeah. me. I saw him say, fuck me. So <laughs> I, thought was, I, I, thought I don't know was, if
1: that's 100% true or not. I, 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 I thought that was just him saying, like, you know, just fucked up my hamstring again. Yeah. yeah, you know, not this again. Um, Wallace to try was pretty ugly. It was very ugly.
2: I think in the end, they got it right. If you got to look at the replay fifteen times, and there's definitely doubt there, and yeah, the attacking team gets a benefit of that. Should give it to Corey
1: but... Parker though, for season coach purposes? Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was there. His hand was there.
2: It was close enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. I thought. I thought it was going to. I was actually surprised when they credited it with Wallace. No, it was end. always going to be Wallace. Yeah, I wanted Corey. I mean, I was visual thinking on my half. On my behalf. <laughs> um, you done? Can I go to Twitter? Yes, sir. 102 Megan. If Arte has leopard print boots, does that mean Storm players have cheetah boots? Oh, God. <laughs> Sensational. The itchy scrot. <laughs> New player has entered the game. <laughs> the itchy scrot.
2: It wouldn't be scrote, would it?
1: There's no E on the end. So it, you'd say it'd be scrote, but no, there's no... I mean, maybe ran out of characters. Because I mean, Twitter names you are restricted in the amount of characters you can have, aren't he? He said... Uh, it looks like some of the Knights cheerleaders have been on the Nathan Tinkler diet. <laughs> <laughs> so there weren't too many comments about the game itself. Um, a, lot of Bron- a lot of Broncos fans, um, I-, I didn't include their tweets just simply because they were all the same thing. And the general sentiment from Broncos fans was, thank fuck that's over. We yeah. won. If the Broncos play like that next week, you know, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> okay. Um, that's it. Shit, that was man enough for bitch. Done. Previews for round 25, 2011 kicked off Friday night football game number one. Ooh, Parramatta Eels versus the Sydney Roosters. Surely this will be the delayed game. Uh, no, you'd think so. I mean, it was the first one listed um, on the on one of the websites. But yeah, it's clearly not going to be the game that anyone watches because they'll all be in bed at 9.30, exhausted from an exhilarating encounter between the good teams. But Parramatta Eels, Sydney Roosters. Oh nine grand finalists versus oh two thousand and ten grand finalists. Teams containing the last two Daly M winners, although Not. one of them might be playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a scintillating encounter until you look at the ladder and realise that they're both down the bottom.
2: You can't back anyone but the Roosters, surely, based on their last couple of weeks, on their
1: spirit form, current form. Parameter Eels. I mean, the thing and is, the Eels
2: lack thereof.
1: The Eels have been competing against. Better sides on the ladder lately, though. But with the exception of that game against Souths, however, yeah, I think the Roosters with the spirit, the Eels don't have that spirit. No, the Eels are disappointed because Jared's not winning it for them, um, so they're on the verge of imploding. I think. <laughs> so I think, yeah, you can't go past the Roosters.
2: I think they'll win it fairly comfortably.
1: Oh, uh, it'd be a one to twelve, or I reckon. You reckon? Yeah, I just, I just have this feeling. I mean, they can
2: pile on the points at the end of the game last week.
1: Yeah, but I don't know what was. I mean, that Cronulla they imploded. I mean, they 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 conceded that first try, and then I just I mean, then yeah, you know, there was some good fortune, you know, you know, with the uh, recovery of the kick, uh, the onside kick, and everything. But yeah, I, I, the Roosters are, are certainly going to win, though. I'm not going to argue that point. Friday night football game number two: the mighty Manly Seagulls versus the Melbourne Storm. Manly by knockout. knockout. Mainly by knockout. Mainly by the length of the straight. Mainly by 13 I think, plus.
2: I think Manly will win. I don't think they'll win by a big margin. I think they'll grind it out and put an end to Melbourne's winning streak. Only because it's Brookvale. I think it was at Amy I'd probably be tipping the other way. It's a flip of a coin, really. But um, I just think at Brookvale, a sense of occasion.
1: Time for Manly. To, time for Manly to f- fly out from underneath the radar.
2: Oh fuck! They haven't been underneath the radar, you idiot. I try, and f- try and support rugby league. What do you and think? Of, wash it every what, once in a while. What do you
1: think? This all this this whole you know, oh you know we'll just you know we, we won't smash these you know these lowly teams. would will just sort of you know toy with them. It's just Manly being weeks.
2: dickheads if that even happens. I mean, like they That's, didn't try to beat the Tigers. No, they that was definitely that,
1: that was definitely one where they decided, oh, "Let them have that," and then yeah, they go this tree. Yeah, yeah. And come to the final. I'm sure teams do fucking that. boom. Yeah, headshot. Fucking Tigers hell. extinct. One and done. Get the fuck out of the eight, please. <laughs> That's how it's going to be. And on this occasion, it's going to be the Storm that get the headshot. Steve Matai. Oh, I don't think they'll be the is... match. Cherry Evans run rampant, probably score a hat trick.
2: Have, have we got a second for an informed comment
1: rather than your dribble? I'm still giving the informed comments. If you want to <laughs> dribble, though, go on. Make it quick, though.
2: I think the storm will, will suffer a bit more from the fact that Cooper Cronk's not there than they did last week. And I think that his kicking game is going to be sorely missed, and, and that's probably going to avoid the storm of too much field position, which yeah. they're going to need to, to have.
1: Cameron Smith, he's got a good kicking. I mean, Cameron Smith's got a great kicking game. Yeah, but he can't do it all. Well, I mean, he could. I mean, you know, they've got the players that can... I think Manly's market
2: defense is going to be... It'll be good enough to um, keep a lid on Cameron Smith, even. And I think they'll squeak out a win, Manly. As much as I hate to admit it. I'd much rather see Melbourne win and you be sad. I
1: think Manly's going to win it easily. Surprisingly easily. Really? Yeah. Surprisingly easily.
2: Good for you, champ.
1: Super Saturday, game number one. Canterbury Bulldogs versus Newcastle Knights.
2: Can I just say, yes, just in the uh, official team lists for NRL.com, I've printed them out. Yep, and they always have a a, a versus matchup for one of the key games. Yeah, and this week for the Manly Melbourne game, they've got uh, the versus vote on this matchup: Brett Stewart, yeah, versus Glenn Stewart.
1: Yeah, it's going to be who scores the most tries, I guess. See, they're even picking Manly so. to win easy. Might be a hat trick each.
2: I would have thought that someone at the NRL might realise that Glenn Stewart doesn't actually play for Melbourne.
1: No, but I mean, shit, maybe it's going to be like a battle. Last
2: week, it was Greg Inglis versus, Greg Inglis versus Jonathan Thurston.
1: Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> it was a real relevant. Greg Inglis didn't even take Well, maybe the it's going to be a race to a hat trick. Maybe that's what they're saying. Maybe. Both of these players are probably going to get a hat trick, but who's going to hit first? That's the question. <laughs> now, um, back to this game: <laughs> Canterbury Bulldogs versus Newcastle Knights. This is one of those games. i was saying that means that you know that Newcastle and South, so you know, they, they can't all get there. Canterbury, um, mathematically, and I mean by the yeah, no barest, chance. by the barest definition of mathematically, they require massive wins and massive favours in other teams beating other teams for them. They're playing against the Knights, so It's a team ahead of them on the ladder. It's a game they certainly need to win. I mean, if they bring it like they did against Malley, you know, they got every chance of winning this game. Um, Newcastle, though, I mean, they've been scrappy through the whole season, you know, fighting against adversary, adversity. Um,
2: Newcastle coming off Monday Night Football and putting that performance together that they did against the Broncos, um, when you match it up against what Canterbury shot it out against Manley, he'd have to go for the Bulldogs.
1: Is Hodkinson back? Is he playing or is he actually is, yeah, he's, he's proper been named, injured? So. Do they know do they know what the story of his injury is? I mean, is that like they've just thrown him in it because they've thrown was First diagnosed okay, or so first he, inspected. Okay. So he will be he will be there then you think? Yes. All right, well I mean, they you know, they tended to lose a bit of direction when he went off in the in the second half which is why Manly you know, dominated. So I thought easily. he had a
2: pretty good game.
1: He certainly he did in the first half, but once he went off, I mean, you know,
2: well, he wasn't, didn't have a very good game once he went off. Well,
1: I'm mean, just saying, like it was ten, it was ten seven when he was still in the game. I saw him
2: over the top in the dressing room, but it was fairly ineffective. The
1: one thing that was that just reminds me that was another bullshit decision. You see that scrum they put in when and when uh, Hodgkinson picked it up from an offside position, yeah. went for a bit of a trot. Fucking doggies fans don't complain about getting the getting the rough end of the pineapple. You motherfuckers were wielding the pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, do- doggies, I think I doggies are going to win. Super Saturday, game number two. North Queensland Cowboys versus the Cronulla Sharks. Well, do or die, Cowboys. Can they win a game with Thurston at the helm? That is the question.
2: (laughs) I think they can. I think they'll make short work of the Sharkies.
1: I thought they'd make short work of the Rabbits, and they did for, you know, 75 minutes. Um,
2: Yeah, well, you know what? If they do clock off, the Sharks have shown that, you know, with Wade Graham, Albert Kelly's back in the side.
1: Yeah. Where they got Kelly. By eight, okay,
2: gallons playing, so I just don't think that the cowboys are gonna be that complacent again. they're gonna to wanna to right the ship and um you know if they do blast out to a bit of a lead at home, I don't think they'll um I don't think they'll give it up like the, they, they wanna
1: they you know if they're serious about doing anything in this competition, they wanna win this game, these are the games you've gotta win by plenty exactly. Super Saturday, game number three, the Canberra Raiders versus the Penrith Panthers. Wow, this is a Battle tough game. of Busty McBustersons. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, Penrith? It's in Canberra, You're though.
2: Probably, I'd be more inclined to tip Canberra, but, but it's one they of those games where Penrith just... might just show up on the day and, and squeak out a win.
1: And Canberra's defence at the moment is absolutely fucking diabolical. That it is. Um...
2: They lost I think i
1: to the, I'm gonna go with the Panthers, the even though it is at Canberra. They lost to the Titans, Canberra. Yeah. Come on, yeah. yeah there's no excuse for that. This is a game that I've been Penrith 13 plus. Oh, what's what's the betting line on this one, do you know? Not yet. It's Penrith, Penrith they ain't usually come Pen, out until tomorrow. I think. Penrith would start the favourites, you'd think. They'd have to, surely. Well, I guess... Oh, gee, they both suck. Jeez, this is such yeah, a hard they,
2: game. To... I don't think they'd be strong favourites, to be honest.
1: I can't call it with any kind of... Uh, any certainty at all? We had a tweet from Mickey T, 1985. Mick Tracy, Penrith fan, said that he is excited to see the debut of youngster Blake Austin. He's been playing New South Wales Cup for wins the last few weeks and ready for the step up. So where's he been named? I've never on heard the of the On the bench,
2: guy. on an extended bench. Okay. So he may yet drop off the bench, given that Canberra's got an impressively sized pack of forwards and they've got Matthew Bell and Tim Grant both on the bench as well. Yep. So as well as Dane Weston and Kevin Kingston. So, yep. um, Kevy's not going anywhere, and you think they'd want to battle the, the big forwards with a couple of props on the bench, so that'll probably leave Grant and Bill. Yeah. Um, Only one spot left, and Austin might get it. It'll be interesting. If, if Mick Tracy's got raps on him, he's probably shit.
1: Well, you know, he, he's he has no, got... nothing
2: fr- about football, that bloke.
1: Oh, I mean, you know, he, he's, he's fairly accurate in terms of Pertel. tell. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday football game number one: the Saint George Illawarra Dragons versus New South New South New Zealand Warriors. Um, a game that's critical in terms of making up the final composition of the top eight and potentially top four.
2: Yeah, I, for, as for the Tigers, I need the Warriors to lose, so I'm going to mm-hmm. tip the Dragons in this one.
1: And that's f- so so the Tigers can get a top four spot. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, I I failed. I I do not subscribe to the to the opinion that the Dragons are back or that they turned a corner or any such bullshit. I felt that the Storm defence was um, on song. Yep. The Storm attack was absolutely not. And that is the only reason why the game was as close as it was. Uh, so really, gee, it's tough. I mean, on form, I'm going to have to go the Warriors. Uh, but the Dragons, they got to start doing it, you know, sooner or later. And, uh, it's, you know, why not this week? Yeah, I mean, why not last week? Why not the week before? I know that. I but think
2: the Warriors have a bit of a dip, and the Dragons will get a fairly unconvincing un- win under their belt. And um, then they got Melbourne next week, haven't they? Oh, not Melbourne. Um, who the Dragons got in the last round?
1: Someone easy, like um, someone they'll beat. Shit. Isn't did. it? It's someone. It's someone they'll beat. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I have a feeling this is the harder game of the two that they've got coming into the, the run home. Yeah, Sunday, Warriors. I'm Warriors.
2: Saying, They've got the capability to score some long range tries as they showed against Penrith. But I'm just not sure that those sort of attacking players, such as Kevin Locke and Johnson, those sorts of boys, are going to get the room to move that they got against Penrith. So I think the Dragons will shut them down.
1: All right. Sunday football game number two Brisbane Broncos versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs.
2: Will the Rabbitohs run continue? Well, it, English has been named in the side again. That's the I question. Will, it, last
1: will Will their run continue? You tell me.
2: Look, it's hard to say. Broncos at home are going to be a pretty formidable sort of force. Um,
1: you're going to have that left, you know, the right-hand side of the Broncos versus the left-hand side too. So you're going to be in Fat Touchy and G.I. Pies running at uh Yao Yi, And who are they going to stick in the centres? Glenn? T.O. T.O.
2: Alex Glenn's still in the second row. So. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Tao so he's gonna have well I guess you know he's got enough size behind him to uh you know Oh well he's a second rower himself. Yeah so. to match you know to match it with him that way is mean, you know pace, you know, maybe initially if you can get the his head work
2: of, um, and Yeah. And and Sutton running at the line. And I Dave think,
1: Taylor I think he left Sutton covered, maybe not Inglis. Yeah. But yeah, and then Dave Taylor, you know, just body on the line and stuff. Remember um, it's been named in the side. That's also the question is, is can can South keep it going? Yeah,
2: that's that's the biggest question. This is, um, you know, they've beaten the Dragons. They've beaten the a full strength Cowboys side. This is another test for them. If they are going to make the finals, they've got to go through teams like this. And that's it. Um,
1: safe to say, if the Broncos played like they did on Monday night, and they do have the Monday night them. turnaround, yeah. which is also you know can be a jinx to sides, but if they play like they did on Monday night, then Souths are going to beat them. Yeah, I think no doubt about it.
2: I think they might get a bit of a... Might have got a bit of a rocket up and from Griffin this week, the Broncos. Oh, and, for sure. Um, given it's Monday to Sunday, if it was Monday to Friday turnaround, I think they'd struggle. Yep. Uh, Monday to Sunday, I don't think they'll struggle quite so much and, and probably win a fairly tightly contested game.
1: You'd have to tip the Broncos. Do we not still not a yep. believer as far as the Rabbitohs' credentials are concerned? I mean, you know, they've been you know a lot of golden point sort of games you know against teams that aren't that great too. They've yeah. I been mean, beaten up on a lot of loserish teams. Um they had they've have had some wins against decent teams like mean, you know the Cowboys uh, just last week. But you know there were elements of you know chance in that in that game as well. I mean they certainly never say die and if it's only sort of you know a ten-point lead to the Broncos with maybe ten minutes to go, then you know I expect them certainly to come hard and throw everything at them and try and pull it back. So know if you
2: think their fans are bad now, wait if they beat the Broncos, Jesus.
1: Yeah, uh, and we got a tweet from Pat Sherlock eighty nine on this one, and uh, he just wanted to say uh, a discussion point: Justin Hodges is the Chris Lawrence of the Brisbane Broncos, Shout out, Pat. continually continually breaking his heart with injuries. This is a Broncos fan speaking. And I agree, except I think Justin Hodges might play more. I have nothing to say to that comment. <laughs> He's another one of the golden girls, as it were. Monday Night Foot Beach, West Tigers versus Gold Coast Titans. Upset of the season, Bruin here.
2: You're fucking kidding me. Banana
1: man. Shrama, to show Robbie Farrow how a hooker plays the game of football. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are a complete jackass. Willie Zillman. Showing Benji Marshall how to play 5-8. <laughs> We're Kristen going to make Chan. such
2: a horrible example of the Titans and and send a message to the rest of the NRL. It's going to be the equivalent of cutting off 17 blokes' heads and impaling them <laughs>
0: send a message the
2: front to, of Campbelltown Stadium.
1: Sending a message to the rest of the NRL. <laughs> Look what we do to the wooden spooners. Good teams fear us or not. <laughs> <laughs> Tigers are going to win this game.
2: Tigers have named, well, Sheensy's named Matt Utah in the centres, which is a bit of a strange selection with Mitch Brown on the bench. Um, that probably should have been the other way around and it may well start, they may well start the game in the opposite positions. The biggest news is obviously the revelation of the 2010 NRL season, Lottie Todd um
1: Do you realise that Todd Carney actually won that award? Yeah, no, I don't
2: care. I handed out my own award and Lottie won it. Um, he makes his hotly anticipated comeback by 50% of the hosts of this show. Um, to to the Tigers' side, I think he'll... Um, you know, I don't want to call hat-trick.
1: I think he'll go off injured. So I think he'll go off injured. That's a more <laughs> likely scenario for Lottie this year. Can't wait
2: to see him diving over his first try scorer. I'll be having a lazy few bucks on that, I might
1: add. <laughs> it's because you're a millionaire and throw your money down the toilet. <laughs> Put money on a hat trick. Titans will be lucky to score a point in this game. We'll see. 50-0. Look, the ti- the Tigers are going to win this game and they should win it well. But if they lose, my f- the, the episode of, of next week's episode will be LOL, Glenn. And I probably won't say much to the whole episode because I'll just be in hysterics, laughing till tears stream down my face. <laughs> Seriously. Excellent. I won't be here. <laughs> Okay, time for the mailbox this week, uh, we've got two comments, one positive and one ultra-negative. Uh, first one comes from at Solzy, S-O-U-L-S-Y on Twitter, he's a Canberra fan, and uh, it does break up a little bit, but uh, basically he uh, called in to pay homage to uh, the career of Alan Tung. And the second one is from at Garbs1985, and it is possibly the biggest spray uh, <laughs> concerning uh, the Broncos-Newcastle game on Monday night, safe to say he was not a fan.
0: I've hey wanted to call and say quick congratulations to Alan Tunn on being passing career. Um, uh, in this place you'll never you'll probably never find a Rangan that'll work as hard although they're all pretty much workhorses. Um, you know, probably the probably the the raid led to wasn't part of that original prop that uh one all the one with one we did back in the day in the bad yeah, change from thing go out in such a crap crap way that's a terrible year that I've going down at the end of last year um, yeah but all the best to him I hope uh, the NRL and all the Canberra at least keep him employed and keep him, uh, in, in rugby league because he's obviously a great role model and he's good to see you know talking to young kids and stuff and actually showing them that they don't have to be his head to be in league he's going lay up Well, scabs 1985. here. Just had to call you guys and say that the Broncos versus Newcastle game that's on Monday Night footage would have to be the worst fucking game I've ever seen in my entire life. I haven't seen so much drop ball in a game of football ever. God, it's like they're more afraid of balls than virgins are. But yeah, I'm going to an NBL game tomorrow night and I don't expect to see the ball hit the ground as much as I do tomorrow night. Friggin' now. Both teams should be stripped of all their points after becoming obvious that they can't play rugby league in a rugby league comp. Lucky is an absolute koala protected species. Far out. Lying down after shit. If that's not a professional foul. I've never fucking seen something as worth a professional foul in my type. Fucking life. Oh god referees, get over it. Oh, oh yeah. Both teams in this game should be stripped of points after becoming fairly obvious that they can't even play rugby league. God, even God hated this game. He started injuring players prematurely to try and get more than 17 players off the field. All these players should be sacked. Oh shit, it's supposed to be a rugby league game and that's not what we saw tonight.
1: for episode number 62, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at league. during games we'll let you know the match specific hashtags that are getting used as well, on Facebook, we cracked 760, so let's go to the next level, we still want to hit that 800 by the end of the season, by the end of the finals obviously, so gives about 6 weeks to do it, mm-hmm. so we need what, about 35, I think, probably 35 likes, 6 weeks, very easy to do, so everybody make sure you spread the word, help us out, and uh, we'll get there iTunes, retweet
2: us, share the uh, links on Facebook for each new episode release, get amongst it.
1: iTunes, keep those reviews coming, another great crop this week from listeners. First one we got here is from someone by the name of John McCulloch, not sure what your Twitter name is John, but uh, let us know, claim claim this review because uh, it's a good one, five stars, a new voice. It's the title of it. That In a sport that often descri- is often described as a young man's game, the traditional rugby league media landscape is dominated by dinosaurs and fossils. Names like Rabs, Hadley, Snorky, Fatty, Gus, Wazza Vossi have dominated the airwaves for nearly 40 years with their antiquated op- opinions and views, until now. Each week, Nate and Glenn bring out a podcast that brings a humorous and unique view of the NRL, one that a lot of supporters hold but doesn't conform to modern corporate media. So put on your favourite jersey, a pair of thongs... Shorts optional, a la Nathan Gardner. Grab a beer and enjoy the talents of these two guys for the next 40 years. Oh, pressure's on. Fucking 40 Have we got to years. do this for another 40 years? I'm not even going to. I'll be lucky to see another 40 fucking years. He'd be 240. <laughs> next one Justin Wonder. Um, and actually, he sent him to a tweet through. Uh, There's the, a the... fucking pest. <laughs> What's he ever done to you?
2: Sledge me on Twitter, mercilessly. <laughs> Leaves a fair review, though.
1: His, uh, his review is uh, five stars, best league podcast in the universe, in capitals. My most anticipated podcast of the week. I always make sure I get it first thing Thursday think, morning. Think First
2: thing. This is a motherfucker that bagged me for the way I spelled Jackson's name. First oh, really? Think
1: okay, well, fair enough. First thing, First myth. thing Thursday morning. The guys are interesting, funny, blah, blah. You've read it all in every other review, so just listen to it. Although he said just... Oh, okay. There's, a spa- okay, there's a spacing issue there. Just to listen to it.
2: Don't bag him because of your spelling mistakes. That's I, my job.
1: I just read it. I read it out the way... I just called it the way it was. Thanks, Justin. You're a bit of a legend. Love those reviews. Uh, that, that review from John McCulloch, uh, you, make yourself known, mate, because uh, that's a freaking sensational review. I almost let you win the competition just for giving such a great review, <laughs> to be honest.
2: Not that it's not a random draw. Yeah,
1: unfortunately, it's a random draw, so I can't guarantee that, but, you know.
2: Ramp over bag. Rig the competition.
1: Website, become a member of the Mighty Tool Nation by signing up at thisweekinleague.com. Tipping, ESL tipping. It's funny looking at the table of the ESL tipping. There was literally zero change in position from top to bottom.
2: I'm really starting to put some thought into it, thinking, oh, I'll jag a perfect round this week. No. Yeah,
1: but I think if you did, everyone did. Literally, there's no no change yeah. at all. Rich to tipsters in number one position. I don't know how many weeks the ESL started has, too, I might add. Yeah, there's, there's... I don't know how many weeks of ESL action there is left to go, but I mean, he's... 12 games well, ahead. so there's never any ESL action. Yeah, well, okay, ESL, ESL games.
2: ESL mediocrity there is left.
1: The other one, his second, Warrior Bunny, third, Tiger, Benji, fourth on fifth, your seventh. NRL tipping. A couple of changes, lots of changes, actually. I dropped a couple of places this week and a couple of people. I have, I have a feeling that the difference was between... Um, there was a pretty easy round of tipping, I think. I think it was a guaranteed seven of eight. And there were just two games where people could have gone either way. And it was St. George supporters whether they backed their own team against the Storm. And the South Cowboys game, I think people were going either way on that. And um, Fabsy, she's in number one. But she is one point ahead of Freak 09. So he would have grabbed the perfect round, got a few extra points. And he's just about quarter. Wow. Amazing. I
2: remember saying a few weeks ago, she just picked favourites for the rest of the year. She was... Uh... Yeah,
1: she but, but she, she picked the dragons she's picking the dragons Bobby Bronco in third uh nine games ten games off the lead nine games off second place, so she's probably out of action. Greg Inglis eight my baby has jumped up two spots uh for to be two games back, tied with s jack v who's been there for the majority of the season new new player entered the game uh, bronco ringo he's what? got he's jumped up to sixth place, tied with Aaron Louise Tate Jesus. Uh and tied with me and uh, in, so actually sorry, tied his Bronco Ringo was in sixth and Aaron Louise Tate and I are tied in seventh place. Those guys basically jumped over the top of me um and I dropped two places. Emma looking? Good. You're in twenty seventh.
2: Wow, that's like uh nine spots you, or ju- something. You
1: jumped up like eight spots I think through oh, the week. Almost. So so you y you're smashing it. You I mean you may make it up to twenty fifth by the end of the season. That's gonna be madness. Fancy that that'll put you in the top twenty five percent of the players. <laughs> Oh, and it's that's a place stuff. to be. And that's something. It's like in it's like in Super Coach where if you don't get in the top eight, you get to play out the Tard Cup with the yeah. bottom eight sides. It'd I be like it. it'd be like that. An achievement, the magnitude of winning Whatever, the Tard Cup. Punt Club, we came close, so close, damn close. We both missed out our multis, I think, by one, one game. Yep. Unfortunately, mine was the first fucking game on it, so like it was gone before it started. However, yours, you created a ridiculous multi with winning margins and shit included, and you killed it on the last leg by choosing the Knights over the Broncos, it was going to pay about $100, which would have put a grand in the kitty. Yeah. A grand. Fuck. God. Damn, God, those
2: Knights not showing up.
1: Fancy that. Who could have predicted? chance. Who could have predicted that? And of course- Jeez,
2: I would have been doing all sorts of happy dances. Oh, mate, wouldn't Imagine have Imagine that. I would have been tweeting Punt Club and saying, oh. $1, Look $1, at me!
1: Yeah, and we, we get drunk and give the change to charity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> give the change to charity. I love it. Uh, the competition time. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we've got the brand new competition, the Jabra NRL Finals Fantasy Football Competition. Jesus, that's a mouthful. Yeah, I, and I'm probably changing the order of you know the word finals and fantasy and stuff every time I say it. In any case, sign up to our Super Coach Competition. To win great prizes from Jabra, we're gonna be giving away about fifteen hundred bucks worth of product in prizes. And uh, there's gonna be two chances to win every week. One's gonna be luck and one's gonna be skill. If you're good enough, you're gonna be if you're good enough at Supercoach, you are going to win a prize. Simple as that. Details at bitly bit.ly forward slash TwillFantasy. Go over there, sign up for our competition. And by the time you're listening to this, I'm going to put a post up on the uh, thisweekinleague.com on the website. I'll link it through Twitter, Facebook, etc. And just give you we'll a rundown. put run a down.
2: link to the Jabra website. Yeah,
1: link to the Jabra website. Just put up some information about the products. Um, and yeah. And let so us
2: know what you think about the uh, chiseled Norwegian individual that is the. Uh, the sensational model. plastic model. He looks like a fucking Ken doll, that guy. His hair's ridiculous, his
1: hair's plastic. Undoubtedly plastic, sprayed on his face is plastic.
2: I could just imagine a bricklayer troweling his hair on of a morning.
1: I mean, the guys—they clearly used like a, it's not going anywhere. That hair they've got to they use some sort of epoxy resin on the guy's face. It's so shiny and plastic-looking. His name's got to be Sven. It's got to be Sven,
2: Sven, or Adolf, or Curtis, or something fucking ridiculously exotic
1: like that. <laughs> what a random <laughs> selection of shit that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Curtis don't. is a
2: shit name for a male model, isn't
1: it? It is, it is. I don't know where else to go. Um, <laughs>
2: anyway, check out Sven slash Sven Adolf Curtison. Indeed. My, the male model. Indeed. But, modelling the Jabra Sport, which we'll be giving away in our competition, which you know you want to win one. 150 bucks worth of goodness.
1: And a special prize for the overall winner at the end Of the finals fantasy competition as well, which will be determined, and it'll blow your mind. It will be. Oh, we know what it is. Which is to, we know between you and I, we know what it is. We know what it is. It's magnificent. uh, Yeah, but uh, we're not telling you guys until uh, the time comes. So uh, suck it. See you next week. See ya.